Hi, everybody. This is Xbox Ultimate Podcast, episode number 93. I would like to welcome you to the show today. We're going to have a fire show today. Oh, fucking kid. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Xbox <laughs> Ultimate Podcast. We're live. We're here. What's going on? Thanks for being here. Uh, this is going to be uh, a blast. We've got a lot to talk about. We got uh, Xbox Bethesda showcase to go over. We got this whole slate of games coming in 2022 2023 um gonna get uh, people's critiques and also you know what their overall feelings of all the things that got announced coming to xbox maybe some of the exciting things that uh, aren't being talked about so much and maybe what's going on with some of this uh criticism uh, everywhere over everything lately it's crazy man and why are green game journalists um seeming a little bit more and more biased by the day. I don't know. It's, it seems like it's a thing. So we're going to talk about a lot of that stuff. And we got an amazing panel, as always, here from the Fun Spec fam here on Xbox Ultimate. We'll start with the realist himself, Mr. Jasper. What's up, Jasper? How's it going? Yo, it's going pretty good. Uh, played a little bit of that Halo event today because I haven't had much time to do that. So that's kind of what I was running today was getting my event fractured skin and stuff unlocked. So that's what yeah. I've been up to. Right on, man. That's cool. Did you did you get it done? Uh, I got three more levels, so but I don't know. It's yeah. getting kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right on. Um. Then we have the always fuzzy, fuzzy <laughs> Belvedere. What's up, Fuzz? How's it going, man? What's up, everyone? Uh, doing pretty good. Still playing a, a bunch of games on both systems here, back and forth between. GT7 and also playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and going back to my old favorite Insurgency. So, man, so many awesome things we saw at the show. Can't wait to get into it, but man, I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Um, lots of stuff to play still in this 2022, right? Yeah. Um, then we do have the mellow fellow from outer space himself who is. Finally feeling better after two weeks of uh, being a complete turd on a on a blanket. Um, wow. He was yeah. turd on a blanket. I don't know. Like you said you felt like gonna, shit. So, all right. Thank uh, you for the great analogy. That was uh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. No, I I do I'm feel, glad better. You feel better now, bro. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm glad that the you know the communities out there you know praising games and playing something and. While the media shits on your hopes and dreams. <laughs> shits on your hopes and dreams. I love it, man. So that's a very uh, dramatic way to put it, but it, it, it rings it rings true in some sense. So uh, we're going to get yeah. into that. Um, then we also have the encyclopedia of gaming dating back to the very first game ever created. The one and only Pong Soul. Well, let's see if I'm working, first of all, since I was having technical issues. Look, it's great to be here. It's Friday night. Let me know if I start botting or if I'm disappearing or whatever the hell is going on. I shut down everything except for Restream. It seems so, better now. Chat, chat, I see all of you. You're all beautiful. I love you all. Thank you for coming here tonight. I'm not going to be able to respond to you, but I do see your chat. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be here with you, fam. Gamers, Christmas is over, but we've got... Lots and lots to talk about. That's yeah. the best part. We got weeks worth of content. And hey, thanks to the media, we got even more topics to talk about. So 
Uh, listen, this is a good time to be a gamer, and I'm happy to be here. And great to see you, Fuzzy. Great to see you, Jasper. Great to see you, Psycho and Mav. I just saw you last night, but I still love you, bro. Yeah. You got a beautiful face. I miss you. Thanks, Let's man. Go. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> absent today is is Kate. Uh, she hasn't missed an episode in like ever. I don't think, except she just said, "I don't want to do it today." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, that's fine." But you no, should have forced she's, her. She's got, that would she's, have been fun. She's got different. She's got stuff. She's got going on right now, so she can't be here today. But like also, um, absent as you guys have noticed lately is assassin lupa right um so i know on the um twitter lethal papa had made it public so i made a post regarding that as well um just so everybody knows you know we still have a lot of positive vibes out there a lot of high hopes she is right now sedated uh, under waiting to undergo a procedure on the 22nd and i was told that i'd be informed if anything changes until then so as of right now, that is still the status. And I'll try and keep everybody up to date on that. She has been through this before. She's very strong. And that's something that she deals with on a regular basis that she's like to keep secret, you know, for uh, ever since I've known her. And we kind of had talked about it before when she, first episode happened um, last year. And she kind of told all of us about it, right? But um, she kind of kept it from the community um, on purpose just because she's kind of a private person, you know? Like, and uh, But once that became public, uh, yesterday I made a post about it. So um, I, I'm still very hopeful. I I think that everything is probably going to end up being okay. At least that's what my hopes are. But it does not hurt at all for everybody to send positive vibes because it definitely uh, helps right in these situations and um we do miss her and can't wait for her to get back and that's the energy that i kind of want to put out there right now is that uh, i have a lot of confidence she'll be back here with us and i can't wait for that to happen um and if we get any other updates on anything different yeah, we, than that then we'll make sure to let anybody know right so uh but we miss you lupa the wolf is in the in the emojis send out your wolves members you know and show lupa lupa that love um but yeah, we do miss her, and it's been hard not telling kind of people kind of what's going on. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know, it's out there. I don't. I don't know how much she would want us to talk about it, right? But um, regardless, it's 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 worth mentioning, right? Because uh, she's a very important part of this community, a big part of our family here. Uh, always treated us with like absolute kindness and respect, except for Jasper. Sometimes she likes to give him shit. Um, Jackie Joseph, especially when she meets somebody new or whatever, she likes to razz on them a little bit, but that's just part of her fun personality, right? Like, um, absolutely missing her presence here and can't wait. She was trying to trigger me every week. She is. She's uh, a great character. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we can't wait. We can't wait to have her back here. So, but, in some in some spirits of gaming, like she would want like us to be talking about all this amazing gaming news we've gotten over the past week and a half or so. You know, it has been gaming Christmas, as Pong likes to call it. Um, a lot of presents under those trees for everybody. And I, I feel like overall it was a very crazy, like fast paced, like week and a half or so. And we got a crap ton of game announcements. And I, overall, I, I mean, I'm curious, like, as a 
general sense, because this is an Xbox show, Xbox Bethesda, like, how how do you think they came out of this week? Do you think they came out of it now, like, with the general public? Like, I'm talking about general public. Now, you got the you got the morons on the Twitter sphere. You know what I mean? You got, like, the... <laughs> You get like the people that are always looking to rag on somebody, you know, always looking to poke holes and always trying to like, you know, this can't be this good because of this, blah, 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 blah. right? All this nonsense. But overall, just the general public sense and like the with with coverage over everything. How how do you guys, I wonder, feel that Xbox fared after all this is over with? I'll start with Jasper. Do you think the 2022-2023 approach to this was 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 a good move? You think they got some uh, positive well, vibes from it for the general public like jeff Keeley put out a poll was like rating the show whatever everyone kind of rated like a b was like the highest rating or whatever like the most percentage of his poll but like everyone that i've talked to that's not like in the community like here they've always just said it's kind of shit so i'm like the general public i'm like so confused on if it's shit or if it's good because the twitter poll had like hundreds of thousand people rating right. it a b but everyone else is saying it's shit so i'm like I really yeah. have no idea where Xbox stands right now with like the public. Yeah. I, the Keeley's well, poll had like 117,000 people, I think, voted right, and and it was very yeah. weighted towards. I think it's like 72 percent was either an A or a B, right? Yeah, and 28 yeah. percent was like C and D, which is like three quarters. I mean, it's pretty much three quarters of the people out there that voted thought it was a good show, good showing, right? Good math, yeah. math, good math. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to put it in perspective. You know? Well, I mean, it comes down to that the general public liked the, the like the showcase. Then you had what what we know in the community as the diehards. Well, they're gonna dislike it regardless of what it was. So we're we're gonna get that off the off the top. So the public enjoyed it. They liked it. I mean, you know, the diehards like even with us. It wasn't the best Microsoft showing, but it was it was there. So we'll see. We'll see what the it was. A, I didn't like the whole 12, 12 month layout that they did. I'd rather them done a hybrid show yeah. us the, the a portion of the showcase. This is what's coming out for the first 12 months. Then after the fact, now the next set of games, this is what is in store for the future of Xbox and showed us those games. And then we would have gotten the best of both worlds. Like, okay, we getting something now within the 12, within 12 months. And we got something to look forward to in the future, which is great. And this is what we wanted, but they, I think they, they wanted just, they wanted to focus only on the next 12 months. And, and as you saw some of the community members thought it was all right and the the rest didn't like it so much and yeah and that's represents the poll and the public thought it was all right yeah so 75 72 percent thought it was great psycho we talking about it's some some this some that no seven it was overwhelmingly good scores i think you know 72 percent is pretty high it's like that would be like yeah. if a movie got like a 72 percent on rotten tomatoes you'd be like yeah that's pretty good right well, Maybe or no? Well, seventy-two percent liked it, and then twenty, what twenty-eight percent didn't. Yeah, yeah. didn't. So even you know. a C is not a horrible score, right? No, it, it it wouldn't be a C, man. If you if you averaged it out according to a Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. that would be in the eighties. So 
it would be considered a good show. Right. Okay. Thanks yeah. for the thanks for correction. Um, yeah, no, since we're following along with your math here, I just wanted to make sure that we were keeping it consistent. Yeah. It wouldn't turn out to be 72%. 72% thought it was a above like a hundred yeah. to 83. So right. the average well, would. Yeah. Just to correct you again on this punk soul, since we're doing this rotten tomatoes. Oh on actually, the, on a, actually, 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 rotten, actually we go. rotten tomatoes operates a little differently because rotten tomatoes takes a percentage of people that voted something positively or negatively. So Rotten Tomatoes will have critic scores where it's like 72% means 72% of the reviews out there are positive or 28% but would C, negative. But would C be a positive? Maybe. Okay, so then that would bring it, it, it would, up. It would actually. <laughs> it would right. actually. Thank so you. Then it would, but then we're talking about like 90%, right? And we're talking like 90%. Right. That's what I was saying. Each, however you want to dice this, it would show up as good. Right. No matter what. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it, was a, yeah. it was a solid show. I mean, I did give it an eight and a half, so it was a solid show, but yeah. it wasn't 2021's showcase, which was on pace and just one of the best showcases that they had. And I think we were spoiled that we had that, and that's what we were basing it off of. And this time around, they didn't go, they didn't do the same route because they didn't, they just gave us uh, a, a focus of 12 months and we got what we got. You know, we know what we're possibly going to get past July of 2023, but we would have also liked to seen what those games were. We have liked to seen those avowed that we, we know is coming down the pipeline and we want to see that gameplay and we wanted to see the gameplay of Hellblade two. We wanted to see that, you know, what, what, what's, uh, perfect dark possibly uh gameplay or something a future pong punk come on they can put up a they you can were you a, were in that look, look. two minute gameplay cycle <laughs> look Go you're on. in you're in that group that was really into hopes and dreams okay that like they oh, were yeah, going to yeah, show the whole roadmap okay look yes. you knew that wasn't going to be there you were the okay. roadmap, man <laughs> listen, 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 listen. Mav and I talked about this last night. I, and again, I hear everybody here. I, I think that the overall general consensus has a lot to do with the expectations not being set ahead of time. Yeah. I think had yeah. they come out and set the expectations, not just for us in the community, but even for the people who don't jump into our shows, don't jump into the Twitter sphere, whatever the case, but do read stuff when publications like IGM pick up on it. If articles had been written because Greenberg came out and said, look, expectations our showcase is going to focus on the next 12 months what's going to be in game pass what's coming soon not later then everybody would have had a totally different feeling about it and all of us talking about it on shows interacting with people in twitter all that kind of stuff our expectations and kind of the general feel of the show would have been completely 100 different and i think that unfortunately people had that initial hit of oh what do you mean? We're only going to see stuff for 12 months. Whoa. Wow. Okay. So that initial hit of kind of just, uh, ouch, it, it kind of overtook everybody else. If you sit back and you rewatch this show and you already come into it, knowing that it's going to be 12 months and what they did show there, 35 games coming out in the next 12 months that are going to be in game pass for us. Look, that was a good show. It really was a good show. And I think this is the, 
Mav and I talked about this last night. I personally, my personal feeling is this is the new E3 time show for Xbox. They are now going to do 12 months at a time. And I think it's good. To Psycho's point, they have to show us the future as well. They have to show us those things that are a little bit further out. I'm not talking about perfect dark far out, but I'm talking about some of the stuff like Avowed and those kinds of things that we know are coming in the next couple of years or 18 months to 24 months, let's say. I think they do need to give us updates on those and show us something throughout the year. And that's what we've talked about is they got to start doing more shows. Now, could yeah. they use one of the shows later this year? There's talk about XO coming back. Obviously, we got the VGAs in December. Are they going to use those shows to showcase some of those future titles? I believe they are. I believe we'll see Avowed sometime this year, right? I think we will see that type of stuff that we missed in this one later. But going into next year, I think that the roadmap is maybe a spring show. Then you got E3 with a 12-month crystal clear roadmap. I actually really love that. And if this is the new way, and all of us... And everybody that's an Xbox fan goes into that show knowing, hey, we're coming into the show. We're going to see the exact roadmap of what we're getting for the next 12 months. I think that could actually be really exciting and then have another fall show like XO or whatever the case may be. And you, you supplement the things that we would miss from a normal E3 show from back in the day. You supplement those two shows with that kind of stuff. And again, when we get Activision Blizzard underneath the Xbox umbrella, you're talking about they're going to have to do something like that. There's too much content. Yeah. Otherwise, going to have three-hour E3 show. Okay, it, it's just it's <laughs> not going to happen, right? I'd love it. Yeah. I'd be there for the whole thing. Most of us would be, but they're not going to do it that way. So I think that's what they're doing going forward. And I do think that if, again, they're going to have to come out and tell us what they're doing. They're going to have right. to kind of explain it. But if we they set all of us up for that, hey, June, you get to know the next 12 months going forward, Hey, I'm cool with that. I think that would be kind of exciting. So I'm down for it. Yeah, I agree. If they give us a like three game three showcases, we've got a spring like in March. We got the June E3 showcase. Then we have another one. Let's say XO, September, on, October. Everyone sleeps on yeah. Gamescom. That's in August, but we got Halo yeah. Wars 2 announced there. We got Age yes. of Empires 4 announced yes. there, I believe. So they announced big stuff at Gamescom. Everyone kind of sleeps on that. Yeah, yeah but, but, it, but if they come up with a new official show, like, yeah. or they bring back XO and it's on a regular basis, then they can they could still do stuff at Gamescom, but then they could save the bigger stuff for their own kind of show, yeah. too, as well. So, either way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they definitely, if they give us something, and like that one showcase being more of like the down the road future showcase, you know, like, here's coming out in the future down the road, you know. Uh, because they already showed us the next 12 games coming out in the next 12 months so in June. That would be, uh, that would be interesting. It would be, a it would be what we all wanted for a long time. And I definitely agree with you with that. And let's bring some more showcases, Xbox. I know you're listening. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they may do that. I mean, do you think you guys think that's in the plans for either later this year or next year? Like fuzzy, do you think like, we could get potentially like a fall show this year uh, or maybe early spring next year. Yeah, Fuzzy, Phil, Phil gave you all the news, right? right. Phil gave you all the breakdown, <laughs> yeah, right? So now, right? You, well, you I, were, I handed them you were the working list, strategy. So. Oh, you did? Good. But you guys were working out the strategy of Xbox going forward, right? So go ahead. Lay it out. Lay it out, Fuzzy. So for the, I think the biggest thing is I, I would love to see them do that. And I think they've heard the feedback as far as the 12-month thing, which – you know, it was a little bit of a like a, a shock. Well, not really a shock, but it was 
you know, like that the earmark warning before the, the conference began. But for me, that 12 month deal was was perfectly fine. Sure, I would have loved to see a vow or, or Hellblade 2 in action type of thing. But for the most part, it, it gives me a, a, a strong sense of what's coming. Now, as far as the things that are further out, yeah, they, they definitely should either do another show or I, I have the gut feeling that they're going to space some of the stuff out and, and unveil it at like the video game awards or something to that effect. But having a couple of shows throughout the year, whether it's XO uh, or a Gamescom thing, like Gamescom is typically, at least in the past, it's always been where you would find the new controllers or something to that effect. Yeah, it's been kind of smaller stuff. But, but like, uh, yeah, yeah it, it, more it's more PC side to focus there. True. So it's it Gamescom. We might get you know a nice surprise. Um, there's possibly also the uh, you know let's say uh, the uh, what do you call it the series three i guess or the elite three elite controller, controller yeah. possibly that might be in the works i'm pretty sure it's in the works but they may unveil it at gamescom but like if they do an exo whether it's sometime between september or october or maybe as late as november because they they do like to get people talking about xbox just before the holidays so that way they go up or go to the store and pick up you know one of the consoles or, or something to that effect or or you know, something like that would be the best bet. But yeah. I know a lot of people have kind of crapped on their previous showings, like when they would have the um, uh, not Xbox Live shows, but it, it basically those, those shows that they would you know give you like a heads up of some of the stuff coming, and they would have like a dev interview. They always got kind of you know crapped on to some extent. So I I, I think. Phil and the team are probably going to take all of this feedback and, and look at, you know, definitely showing something that will surprise us. Cause they're like, yes, I know we've gotten leaks as far as like a lot of the projects that are going, they got like 10 or 12 projects between, uh, you know, some third parties and even some of their internal teams that we haven't gotten an official name for. And I'm pretty sure some of them are far enough along to at least give, whether it be a CGI yeah. trailer or or some sort of you know vertical slice type of thing, but um, I, I think they know from after this show, the twelve month may not be the biggest hit with the fans, but I I think it went over well with the general public. Like being at the event, other than like a handful of people, they're like, yeah, I really wanted to see a vow, or yeah, I was hoping to see Hellblade or something like that, or an update on Indiana Jones. Most people were were happy or at least pleasant. I don't think they were purposely biting their tongue or anything. But when I checked Twitter and it's like, oh my god, why is it? It was like, I'm like, did they see the same show I saw or something? And, and keep in that's, mind, that's it's Twitter on a big for screen. you too, Fuzzy. You can you had the privilege of like watching it in a bubble full of like fans that are really not engaging with social media at the time, probably mm-hmm. too much, right? Yeah. And so it's like your your reactions and interactions and stuff aren't really going to be like swayed. You know, as right. far as like it's just gen- general, right? But then it's yeah. easy for people to be influenced really like in negative ways with, with social media because like it's just human nature. You see people like having a negative take, then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you start looking at things that way or differently. You know what I mean? Whereas right. you're uh, people there or people that are just general public watching it aren't really kind of keeping up with what people are saying or some of the media and stuff even, and they're just like, "Oh, I thought that was really good." Okay. Cool. 
you know? <laughs> no, but it, it, it was funny to me because I totally understood what the uh, guys from Turn 10, uh, uh, I know his first name is Chris, I can't think of his last name, I'm sorry right now, but um, when he was talking about in-game, I knew exactly what they were going for because it's something that, it, it wasn't that it was a shot at GT7, but it kind of was in a way because that's where ray tracing is only outside of gameplay or outside the game and replays and photos and things like that. Uh, same thing with like uh, Starfield, seeing that on the on the large screen, people were like, "Oh, look at the characters!" and, and some people had to Photoshop them. And it's like that that looked just as good, if not better, than anything that we saw with like Outer Worlds and the few other you know RPGs that are of that nature. I I was totally jazzed seeing that stuff, but hey. I, like I said, it, it just seemed like there was this disdain for the Xbox show from a certain group of fans or non-fans, or I guess you could say fans of another platform that just seemed to mm-hmm. look at it and want to, you know, crap on it anyway and, you know, spread that negativity <laughs> across the uh, the Twitter sphere, I guess you could say. But no, it, I, I think it landed well with the general public. The diehards like us, we probably have like one or two, you know, complaints or gripes about it. But overall, I think we got a good show as far as for what we're going to have to play. But yes, they definitely need more future stuff, you know, sprinkled throughout the year. They don't have to do it like a big show type of thing, but, you know, maybe every three, that's what four, I was, five months. That's what I was kind of looking at. We're getting QuakeCon and Gamescom in August. Uh, mm-hmm. QuakeCon starts on the 18th. Um, and Gamescom starts on the 24th of August, so we're less than two months away from another show, two shows pretty much. So, yeah, we could I maybe mean, know, see a quake reveal there yeah. potentially. I know gamers yes, have short term memory, so two months is going to seem <laughs> yeah. like uh, 10 yeah, years. Y'all remember way back in the day when they did that whole 12 month thing? Wow, that was so long ago, you know. Um, they that's true, QuakeCon is right around the corner, and and Gamescom too. Like, yeah. I wonder what we're going to potentially get at those shows if they are going to start utilizing because gamescom's always kind of been like they don't really reveal too much there the last several years you know it's kind of been like a lower tier reveal type show but it's more of an in-person event right and a big spectacle whenever they've had gamescom in person which is in person again this year too right it's back to being so so i think like they've always treated it e3 is like their big reveal time. And then Gamescom is like, Hey, we may save a couple little things for here. Um, but maybe this year will be a little different. You know, maybe this year there is potential, some future stuff or updates on some games that were already announced, you know? Um, also, also some of these Tokyo game show is in, I think 90 days too. So yeah. And they all would never have anything for Tokyo game show. Yeah, but no. now <laughs> with the Jap, but now with the whole Japanese thing in the, in this, uh, in this showcase, you know, but, Hey, we're really, Making an effort to get more, you know. Um, well, and they have a team over there now, too. They're right. Doing something. So they are working on a project. They've announced it. Again, when we'll see that, we don't know. No. But they are getting more involved over there. So Maybe that's when we'll see gameplay of Wolong or something like that. Because they obviously have the marketing rights for that, right? So um, Xbox had a show last year at Tokyo Game Show, I think, didn't they? Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. they didn't it's usually Minecraft anything. focused. Yeah. It was like... <laughs> A flight sim update was there. Yeah, in Minecraft. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is there usually. But again, that could all be changing. And and Alvin brought it up. They are hiring. They they had that position a few months ago that they're hiring for somebody to start organizing shows, right, within Xbox. So they could be potentially moving to more shows each year, which is the hope. So, Alvin, you're absolutely correct. And Jigga Jay, 
let me tell you, I gave Phil an earful about what he told me on the burner phone, and it was completely wrong. Like, he did not yeah. tell me anything right, except Liar. for some of the stuff worked out. Some of the stuff worked out. I got I got some good information, but he did not tell me yeah. they were doing it 12 months. So he got my earful. I'm never going to trust him again. I'm, you know, I'm starting to think that this <laughs> burner phone may not actually exist. Are you are you sure, Mav? I I don't know. I like I, it's starting to cross my mind that that was a whole just like spiel, like a thing, like a like a gag, or like why, a why why are you gagging? doing this live on air? Why are you doubting my credibility? We'll talk. Live we'll on talk air. after the show, okay? Because I need <laughs> we'll some. We'll talk after. I need the. We'll I, talk after. I need the receipts, Punksel. I need the receipts. I need to see said phone. Um, no, this is great, man. I, I uh, it's a burner phone. He threw it away. Yeah, <laughs> his, his voice is like this. This message will self destruct in uh, tenth. Um, so, E three Xbox Bethesda showcase. I I agree with a lot of that. I don't think this was the year to do the whole twelve month thing. I said this a few times. I think next year would have been better because I think that this one had too much filler in there to do the whole twelve month thing, right? in the middle however it was still a good show right i i look at it and there's a lot of things that like the hardcore twitter sphere gamers aren't even like really talking about or considering from the showcase that it is a mat has a massive impact right there's a whole riot games thing right uh we did the whole winners or losers thing last night pong and like i i should have said pc game pass as well because pc game pass was a huge well, you know winner. i said it I said it. You I said, said you said PC gaming, right? Which, but that's which is, yes. but I brought I included PC yes, Game did. Pass. Actually, 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 I did. <laughs> but uh, PC Game Pass, real like Riot Games is on there, you know, and you had a lot of these games are going to Xbox and PC as well, like right away. Um, and a lot of these things like aren't really talked about in on when people are like grading your shows. It's only like the big AAA like first party games that people are focusing on, right? And everything else is out the window. But you had Kojima, you had the Persona series and Atlas making their way to Xbox. You had the whole Riot game situation with PC gaming, which uh, with PC Game Pass, which is a huge deal, I believe. How much money that's going to save people that want to dive into those games. Um, Even if you are already playing that game, one of those games, and you have like a few of the characters, you're like, holy shit, I can just do that and get all, all? Like, I mean, that may be like something that a lot of those gamers might consider that are into those games. Right. So there's that whole aspect. And that's going to bring in more Game Pass users than I've said that. I think that that will bring in more Game Pass users than even Starfield would have relaunching this year. Mm -hmm. Overall, it could bring in more Game Pass. Like everything we talked about with no Starfield, no Redfall. Like, what are they going to do? You know, uh, you know, Game Pass subscriptions are probably kind of flatline this holiday. Well, Shit, you put throw out a Riot Games deal like that, all of a sudden now you got the potential to see an increase coming into the holidays right. as more people get word that hey, sign up for 10 bucks PC Game Pass and you get all the characters on all Riot Games open to you in- instantly. Look, that could be have a huge impact. Sorry. Yeah, no, and also yeah. indie games, right? Like that Minecraft game too. <laughs> Silk Song is a huge W. Shout out to Indie Gamer in here. I know he, he he's he's flipping out about Silk Song being in there, but Silk Song, again, 
a lot of the base core Xbox console players that don't dabble in the indie games don't understand how big Silksong yeah. is and what a giant W that is for Game Pass. That itself could bring some Game Pass subscribers as well just to get a chance to play Silksong out the gate. That, oh, that's for huge. sure. Because if you're making the decision, okay, I, all I care about is Silksong, right? I really want to play Silksong, but like if you get that, you get game, PC Game Pass or, or you get Game Pass Ultimate or whatever, and you get all this other stuff too, like High on Life, right as well you know um which is another indie game that's they're trying to be like a bigger make a bigger game which we found out today was yeah, originally going to be a stadia game <laughs> right thanks, stadia. thanks google wow there was so there was two games actually that were supposed to be stadia games there was that one and there was one more you know we also Kojima? was it, i know life? kojima's game but there's you know, no, high, was... high on life there's one other one um kojima's game well was no, it Wolong? We, no it, no I'll no, look I'm looking it up. It was a quarry, different one. The quarry, quarry, the, the quarry. quarry. Oh yeah, that was a, from 2K yeah. games. Yeah. So the, there's two different games that were like supposed to be Stadia games. It was pretty crazy that we found that out. But like Quarry is not like Game Pass or anything. But um, regardless, like that was pretty crazy to see that the Fallout now and the Kojima is another one of those supposedly, right? So you know, Xbox kind of picking up some of the scraps from Google. It seemed like with a high on life and also Kojima's project, uh, kudos on them and striking uh, on that because I think it helped out for this 2022 to 2023 era with uh, or time period with with high on life because that looks like a pretty legit game. You know, it's an indie studio uh, making a, a big game for them and they they coined the phrase triple I, which said I love that phrase. I'm going to use it because we've been trying to figure out like hey what's a way to really represent like this like leap with indie games because it's no longer just like 2d platformers anymore or like little puzzle games and stuff or little story based interesting things like pentiment was way more indie than high on life you yeah. know what i mean like and pentiment's from obsidian a huge massive studio who has this little side project you know but like high on life is like looks like a triple a game made from like any any big time studio right and um it's pretty impressive now that you see the variants of types of games that are being made from big studios not just having to only make big games right and also indie games now being able to make big games and i was trying to figure out how do we quantify these indie studios like what we call that triple i like fit perfectly man so uh shout out to him for for coining that i think that was really cool um but yeah, overall, man, there's just a lot of great things to take away from this. And then when you wrap it all up into to a year, um, it is really impressive, right? Because, oh my God, like this this first half of the six months is going to be a little more rough, you know? We got a couple of cool new announcements for that. We got one of those was High on Life. We got, a, a, I think, another one or two games that are coming out this year um, with Game Pass that are pretty big in, in that announcement. But like... 2023, the first six months is absolutely fucking bonkers, man. Um, Diablo 4, in and of itself, Diablo 4, which could be in Game Pass by the time that comes out, uh, because the Activision Blizzard deal may go through uh, before that game releases. If it does, we expect that to be Game Pass day one. If it's not, still going to buy it. Holy shit, it's, it looks freaking incredible. That, uh, for me, guys, was one that I was like, I need to stop everything I'm doing and play this game, damn game, and I hate that I have to wait for it. Um, did Diablo Four have the same impression on on anybody else here? I mean, 
I mean, I've been wanting to play it ever since they showed it off. Like, I was like, yeah, I could be playing that game right now. It looks so good, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just one of those things you got to wait on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we yeah. all were, man. I think, I think Diablo yeah. 4 was a star of the show. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, with all the the talk surrounding Immortal and all that kind of stuff and the monetization, it's going to be interesting to see. I know there's been some videos done of some people in the community already talking about that they're worried about Diablo 4, that this could turn into another Immortal situation. Not the same, per se, level of Immortal, but that Blizzard's on this pace, this track, where they really are going to try to take advantage of people and lock the best even if it's just cosmetic yeah that they're now in this mode where they're going to lock the best looking cosmetics armor and stuff behind that paywall and yes you're going to be able to play the whole game it's a full price game but they're really going to go after people even charging them full price for the best looking cosmetics because as we all know a big part of diablo not for everybody some people can play through it i can play through it without having the best looking character in the world but some people are going to be really really enticed Mm -hmm. to go buy that but again from the game standpoint this is this is blizzard back at their peak again this is blizzard listening to the community bringing back the dark tone of diablo 2 and going away from what they did with Diablo 3, which turned a lot of Diablo fans off. So, again, the game was so impressive. One of the best-looking games that we had seen yeah. out there, even from a top-down you know, action RPG style, which a lot of times, you know, you don't need those he- the graphics heavy. But with Diablo, with the atmosphere that they're going for, the special effects, the spells, the whole feel of there that game like is completely detail. different. He like swung his scythe in the grass, and the grass cut. I was like, oh my yeah. god, it's like mind yeah. blowing. This, this is what Blizzard used man. to be. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is what Blizzard used to be. Right, this is when they were pushing their talents to the max, and hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. You know, again. The monetization is going to be there. We know that. We'll see how bad it is when it launches. But from a game's quality standpoint, they went completely back to what they originally envisioned Diablo as with Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 and got away from that 3. And I think that's made a huge portion of this fan base extremely excited for the future of Diablo. But yeah, of course, just like Jasper, I want to play it right out of the gates after watching it. I want it to be available. I want to hop into it. I want to get started on it. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see it in Game Pass by the time the, uh, hopefully Activision Blizzard will be done by then and we get that in Game Pass. But no matter what, it's going to be well worth it. I think it's going to be a top tier product again from Blizzard. So I'm excited. Oh, 100%. Even when I was, because I was watching a little bit of the PC uh, game show. I think that was after whenever the Xbox. And holy crap. Like, I mean, the PC community erupted when they showed uh diablo 4 and we saw what we what our community did and so when you have one of the biggest communities in the pc with xbox community and we're gonna get a game that has been been scrutinized as being probably one of the best uh uh, whatever i forget this that style gaming is but that game once that comes into Game Pass, because we know uh, Activision and Blizzard is being acquired, that is just big news for Xbox and everybody. And it's just one of those games that, you know, Diablo 3, you know, the, com- the, the Diablo community didn't, didn't like it as much. But the hardcore, like myself, 
I liked it. It wasn't bad. It it was something. It was a Diablo type game, and I love Diablo games. So when Diablo Four was announced, and then now the you know the uh, acquisition of Blizzard, that I knew Diablo Four was just in the background, and then seeing it at this showcase and seeing it on the screen, actual gameplay, and it. You know, it's it was just it was awesome, and getting knowing that the MTX is only for cosmetics and that's it, that's a win. And Psycho, and Psycho. Interestingly enough, the game footage was from a Series X console, not from that's PC. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. not from P- that was huge. Talk yeah. about a statement right there yeah, in itself exactly. when they just came out blatantly and said all the footage you're about to see is from the Series X. Bro, that's off the charts. Because normally we come out of those showings, especially from a company like Blizzard, who is PC specialists, right? Normally, Mm -hmm. all all their development is PC, PC, and then they convert over to to console, right? To this time to know that that, those graphics that we were blown away by, that all those special effects, everything that we saw that we were going, wow, this looks absolutely incredible. To know that that's exactly what we're going to be seeing on our consoles when it launches next year. Wow, man, that was a statement right there. I loved it. It, it was, it truly was, and that's the thing. That's and that's that was like one of the biggest moments that we that when Ron Ferguson came out. This is captured on the Series X, and then saw the trailer. We're like, holy fuck, holy yeah. fuck, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I I've been waiting for that moment from Diablo with this with this game because we've been waiting like, or I want to see the goods. I want to see, you know, we've seen the. I, we've all been impressed because we talked about it with like what we've seen with the, with the art style, the direction from Diablo four, kind of bringing it back to its roots, right. What what we kind of wanted, but this gameplay they showed this time and we didn't just, we don't, we got a trailer featuring the necromancer. Then we got more gameplay, right. And mm-hmm. what they showed was like, just like Diablo gamers like people that really are have been into diablo or like especially the older ones you know like if diablo 3 is your first one right you just love that and stuff like this isn't necessarily what you're expecting you know what i mean oh oh jasper okay yeah (laughs) well i'm talking with the art style you know like three is a lot more like art like uh colorful and you know kind of like a little bit more whimsical type uh even though it's got gore and stuff but i mean this is like dark and dirty you know what i mean dark and dirty and bloody and gory and you know it's it's just like diablo at its core man it's like sounds like psycho's bedroom it is exactly <laughs> that's where they took the inspiration of actually ah! Ah! um like he had camera yeah. crews from from blizzard go into his house and like film and then they recorded sounds and the squishing sounds you hear when uh when people explode and stuff you guys don't want to know what that is okay um, but uh <laughs> yeah you get he he saw a guy out of his window with a parabolic mic you know he's like what the fuck are you doing man you know uh i was i was gonna tell him he can have his girlfriend back but you know <laughs> whoa is that your neighbor hey yo what's up all right so you know that was uh diablo was a high big time fucking highlight for me for that show man it was like it was a wow factor time and uh, out of everything we saw which there was a lot of amazing things you know there's nothing that wanted me to just jump into the screen and start playing something immediately right away like that diablo 4 trailer did and that was like i i don't you know 
recall too many shows where I'm just like that, you know, but they, besides that, man, like we got other massive things and like people are nitpicking these things apart, you know, like ridiculously. So, but I think it's because they just laid it all out there for us to see. And, you know, people are going to do that. I, whenever Starfield was shown for the first time, you were to tell me that everybody was not going to have, was going to have positive things to say. I would never believe you because of just the way the internet is. You know, and it's an Xbox it's title game, now. You know, so, but even then, like we were going to talk about Forza Motorsport last night, Pong, but we didn't even have a chance to because we just like talked about Starfield for so long. Starfield, but like Forza is again like changing the game, man. Like we as as impressive as Forza Horizon 5's graphics were last year, we talked about like what is it going to be like when they actually show their track racer, when they're going <laughs> to show Forza Motorsport. How, how are people going to react to that? Like, what's it going to be? And again, they just like shut it down, dude. Like I've been into GT seven. I've been playing it. Fuzzy has too. But what they showcased here is in a different league. Like, like all graphically, I, of course I got to play it. Right. And you're not going to tell me that Forza Motorsports not going to play better than GT seven because every Forza Motorsports played better than any GT game. Um, but you add this graphics on top of that with the, like, all this and then they confirm oh it's in track ray tracing and all this other things and stuff you know it's like um they are laying down the gauntlet as far as visuals with sim racing games and <laughs> i don't know if there's anything that is going to touch it anytime soon um i'm not even a motorsports guy but like just the way that game looks i'm like i just want to play motorsports now just because it looks yeah. so good it's like i don't like the track racers but i'm gonna play this one just it's like the best looking game I think out there at this point. I've watched rewatched that trailer more than any other trailer. Like it's been, it was it's it's, mind blowing. It's amazing. And to know that it's in game ray trace, real time ray tracing it is just, it's insane. And then it has global illumination ray tracing, mm-hmm. but it's not in game. It's more probably for replays, but ha- just to have, be able to, to do ha- to have that in the game. That is something that no other game right now on console is doing at the moment with global illumination ray tracing and this high fidelity ray tracing with 4K60. Hopefully that's what you know was stated by Phil in 2020 and that still holds to this moment. We'll, we'll see. You know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, yeah. You know, we'll I'm hoping, you know, it, yeah. He's it's on it's out there. So I'm assuming that he wouldn't say it to be proven wrong. So yeah, I just I, I just feel like if that was the case as of now, they would have blatantly boldly said that at this showcase. Yeah, been like, you know what I mean. This is all captured in 4K 60 with tracing. ray tracing on track. Yeah. You know, they, but they left out the 4K 60 aspect. Now the trailer was in 60 frames, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, but I, we don't. I think this was more for ray. They they were just focusing on the ray tracing aspect before letting because then because that would have been maybe too much for because some people it was too much information because they just couldn't believe that it was real and they questioned the whole fucking thing and they had to come out and say again hey listen um (laughs) it's not replay and it's not on you know this it's in game and you know it's 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 fun but well, I think the the big thing, it, it, even if it's not 4K, if it's one of those deals where it's like uh, 
like checkerboarding or, or some sort of up res type of deal. The fact that it's going to be, I, I, I'm pretty confident that they'll be able to do 60 frames with the ray tracing that they're doing um, for the cars and things along those lines. Like my, my gut's telling me that they'll probably have it where it's going to be 4k 60 with uh, RTX and 4k 120 without RTX. That's, that may seem like lofty goals, but considering, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, I, I think they will be able to pull this off as yeah. far as like with the way they're, they're building this from, you know, I know they say from the ground up and some stuff kind of gets, you know, up, upgraded from what it was previously and, and ported over, but they're doing like a lot of rescans of the tracks and things like that. So the, the level of detail that they're going to put in the environment and all that, I, I'm pretty confident this will be the true next gen racer. Like I'm, I'm heavy into uh, Gran Turismo seven. And I had my gripes with it being a, a cross gen title. And I'm, I'm curious to see, like for me, they answer all the big questions as yeah. far as for motorsport. There's some small questions like, are we going to finally go beyond 24 cars, which having 24 cars in motorsport seven is already out doing Gran Turismo's 20. But um, I just want to see if we're going to be able to get more, you know, AI on the track and things like that. They've already shown that the tracks are more alive than they were in motorsport seven. So it's, it's going to be on par or better than the live action stuff that you see on the outskirts of the track for GT seven. Uh, they were doing a, new tire model as well as new suspension model they're also doing new tire compounds which that's huge considering before you just had you know your basic you know performance rubber and your performance rubber with like a logo on it type of thing so now we'll, we'll have the different compounds so that way you can add in strategy for like hard tires that last longer but don't grip as well versus soft tires that grip well but wear faster and stuff like that so they they've definitely put in the, yeah. the a lot of the effort and that that trailer showed a lot of little small things that uh that I well I picked up on that uh aren't present in GT7 and things that are kind of missed from GT7 and they even with the after show they uh made mention that some of the cars that they showed like their oldest new car is 2018 not not saying that they're well they're going to have cars before 2018 in there like the ones that have been in previous forzas but as far as the new cars that they're adding which i think they said out of the 36 that are shown in that capture at least 22 of them are new and the oldest one is a 2018 uh, gt4 car so that's also another shot at gt7 where the newest cars with the exception of 20 are 2017 or earlier and then they have like 20 cars that are you know 2018 or newer uh, compared to they're already adding <laughs> 22 cars that are going to be 2018 and newer. And and that's on top of what they've had in the past, which have been, you know, 2019 cars and 2020 cars that they've even added to Motorsport 7 after they had them in uh, Forza Horizon 4 and 5. So Yeah. Well, it's, it's it, was, awesome. it was stated that the footage we saw of Forza Motorsport was captured on PC, right? Mm -hmm. So if they had four... I think that was captured with 4K 60 with ray tracing, right? That's the way it looks. It looks, but if you watch it back, um, they do say that, you know, the demo is captured in game on PC and also tested on Series X for the same video quality output. Um, but I don't, that it's still like it raises a lot of like, I, I don't know, like, yeah, they, they got to yeah. come out and say, this is going to run 4K 60 with ray tracing on Xbox Series X flat. 
blank or come out with your solution, right? Like I, I think it's like, I, I don't really care personally. Right. And I just don't want it to be 30 frames, right? Yeah, like 60 um, frames. If you have a 30 frames mode in that game is fucking stupid. Like yeah. you do not put 30 <laughs> frames in that game. Right. <laughs> Unless you just want to have like a photo mode where you turn ray tracing on and have it at 30 frames. Right. Other than that, like no 30 frames, please. Right. God, I'm asking you of the fours of gods, no 30 frames mode, period. It doesn't make sense for a racing game, especially in 2022. Now, if you were to 23, uh, 23, whatever. And also like for a, uh, for a current gen only game as well. Right. So if you're doing that, like that needs to be the standard 60 frames, what resolution that is or what scaling solution they have for that. I don't give a shit. Right. Like I, I would love, native 4k right Mm -hmm. um but they may be able to get by by saying 4k not being native 4k right like you could have 1440p scaled to to 4k or like dynamic resolution and all that kind of stuff with ray tracing or you may have like a fidelity gets dropped down a little bit for 4k 60 with ray tracing as well and then have a 4k 60 without ray tracing that's higher fidelity as well that has more like off-track elements and stuff like that that's the kind of things i'm kind of expecting because that's the kind of stuff we've seen and other games. However, I do expect this to be in the top tier with performance and with Xbox first party, right? Halo infinite proved that you can have high performance on a very uh, big game, right? Um, They have 4k 60, um, no ray tracing yet, but they also do have 4k 120, right? With different fidelity settings and stuff. So um, I think it's possible for them to do, but I'm not going to count on it yet because they didn't tell us that specifically in either the after video, which I think was today or yesterday, when they answered a bunch of questions on the Forza monthly update and also at the showcase itself. But regardless, it's going to be amazing, right? We're going to get excellent performance on, on this game. Um, and they did reiterate several times in track ray tracing. I just please don't like pull the wool over our eyes and do 30 frames for that. You know, that that, that would like. That would maybe on the Series S they'll have a 30 frames mode. Maybe. It could be on Series <laughs> well, S. That's different, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought they did say that um that Series S is gonna be um I think what ten eighty P ray tracing with sixty. I thought they came out and said that. I don't somebody think somebody was said anything. Yeah. I think it was Digital Foundry and they with the um forza team and they concurred already i'll have to look that up i think they're still too far out to confirm specs to be honest yeah yeah they're not going to confirm specs uh, yet you know they could say that what they're shooting for right um yeah i'm not sure i'll have to look see what digital foundry was saying then um there's a whole thing about it today yeah we have to look that up um yeah, Forza, I, I agree, Sousa. The 4K 30 mode and Forza Horizon 5 look good, but it plays like shit. <laughs> so, you know, it does look great, right? It's crispy if you're not moving your car. So, you know, I, I just want to move my car in a racing game. You know, like, I. that being said, like, it, it is what it is, right? Like, I, I just, a game like Forza is different than a game like Starfield, right? Yeah. You know, um... Forza needs to have the performance and the bells and whistles graphically, you know, but then we come to Forza uh, Starfield and we get criticism of the, of the performance already. Right. And we get performance of this because it's not that kind of game. 
which um, also baffles me, right? Um, whereas that game is like, we're going to see a 30 frames mode. Like Todd Howard's already said that. He's shooting for 4K 30, right? That's how he chose to showcase this game. We're going to hopefully, if the gods of gaming, if Todd, God Howard or whatever pleases us, gives us hopefully a 1440 60 mode with maybe scalable to 4K or dynamic resolution. That's, the, I think, probably the most we could hope for on a game as massive and ambitious as Starfield, especially from a, from Bethesda, right? Have they um, done any, like, modes before in their games, like performance mode or visual mode? I can't think of any Bethesda game that's like... I can't think of it either. There have been mods, <laughs> but... Yeah. I'm what I am. So I'm hoping this will be a first just because we're in this performance. We're in this time period now. Um, I, I don't know. They just Didn't they add that to Skyrim or did they just they Skyrim, added, Skyrim anniversary stuff? It's they, com- yeah, yeah. Yeah. They added it or it's just got updated to 60. No, they added it. You can go back to 30. Okay. 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 It's yeah. it, but you have to do it through like the dashboard. Don't you? Yeah. Correct. It's not correct. Yeah. It's not in game. Right. But I, look, this all goes back to it. Um, first of all, chat, all you people jumping in after the intro of the show, I'm not ignoring you all. Normally I'm in the chat. I apologize. I was having a uh, technical difficulty, so I'm down to just restream. I see all of you. Love you all. Thank you all for joining us. Um, I'm not ignoring you guys tonight. Um, but anyways, Pong's ignoring I think you that... guys. <laughs> listen, listen, I, I think the big thing is, and Steel's been all over this from the beginning. I think the big thing that has to start happening and this is kind of a conversation between starfield and motorsport both first of all motorsport motorsport looks absolutely amazing i was raising my hand to say why is anybody else talking about forza right now we should just let fuzzy go for an hour we could all go get uh, something to eat and stuff uh because the man (laughs) knows everything and none of us should be talking um but between the two right i i think it breaks up it brings up a good point I think they should have predetermined settings like performance mode or graphics mode, whatever fidelity mode, whatever you want to call it. But Steel's been on this for a long time. Now that consoles are where they're at at this point, I think developers need to start giving us console players who want Mm -hmm. to jump into those settings options to change like the PC guys get, right? And I think that they should let us... to turn off all these. Yes, yes. They should let us fiddle with it and find our... Give us options to find our perfect spot, our sweet spot, right? Whatever that is. And I think yep. that would be great. I think by the end of this generation, we need to really start seeing that. And I think I understand that most console owners, why we are console owners, we sit down, we just want to pop it in. We want to play it, right? Give us a couple options. We're good. And for most games, I would agree with that. But for games like Starfield, games like Forza, I think it's important that the developers start putting those options in there and let us find our perfect place because some of us care about certain things more than others Mm -hmm. and it's not just as simple as 4k 30 or 1440p 60 right it's not as simple as that we want certain different things available to us so i think that would be a great spot for both of these games to start doing that i I even doubt it's gonna happen games like if you cross play with like pc people always turn off the grass in the bushes so they can snipe you with that correct 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 that's huge important and like forza I again, if they come out with 4K 60 ray tracing, cool, awesome. I'll fiddle around with it, but they better have a 120 mode in there for me as well. I don't care if it's 1080 120. Give me a 120 mode because when I'm racing, racing, and I'm not trying to take pictures, that I want 120. I have the I have the capable TV. I've got the Series X. I want that 120 because in racing, just like shooters, that 120 makes a difference, especially when it's sim racing. Okay, so I want that option as well. So that's what I'm talking about. Everybody's kind of got their different 
things now. We're all getting more advanced as the consoles get more advanced as game players. It's not back in the day where it was 30, 720, if we were lucky, 30, (laughs) and that's all we had. Now we've got capable boxes that can give us different things. So I think that's very, very important that they start doing that. But I'm not, again, I'm sitting back. Things have been said. I'm sitting back until these developers come out and say, this is what it is. This is the options that you have. I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, we're getting 4K 60 ray tracing on motorsport. I'm not I'm not going to go out there with that. I want to hear Turn 10 and give us the actual specifics of what we can mm-hmm. expect when it comes to these boxes. The same with Starfield. Again, love Todd Howard to death. Call him God Howard for a reason, right? But the man does like his 30 frames. If it was up to him... We probably all still be playing at 30 frames. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm not I'm not gonna sugarcoat that thing. I don't agree with him in any way, shape, or form, but it is 2022. His game's coming out in 2023. I think that he and his team understand the importance of having a performance mode because so many people love to play at 60 frames that I think that that's gotta be in there. Again, until they officially say it, I'm not gonna say that for sure it's gonna be in there. But they better. They better not come out and just say 4K 30. My, uh, wow, that uh, that would go over. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would, would go, go over, over great with a game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't do that, Todd. Don't do that. I don't care that you, that's your vision. I don't care. It's not everybody else's vision, Todd. Okay, yeah. give us options. So he's one of those filmmakers. You can choose guys, your way to play the game, but you can't choose how to play it. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it's a sandbox, but we're going to make you see how we want the sandbox to yeah. look, and you can't do anything right. outside of that. No, 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 no. Shout out to Abacab72. Hit us with a $5 super chat. He says, hey, everyone, just wanted to send some love to Assassin Lupa. Hope she gets better soon. Hope you guys enjoy the quarry. Uh, yeah, I, I'm hearing a lot of good things about the quarry. Um, we're going to be probably streaming that on the channel. Um, once the online co-op comes out, because I know Kate wants to play it. They've heard good things about it so far. Um, I'll play the trial. If you guys like it that much, It's there is a trial on Xbox. Just download it, play it. I played the first, the pre-log, and it definitely hooks you, but I'm waiting for the co-op like Mav just said. Yeah. In yeah. July, July, I'll revisit that, you know. Um, wow. So, you know, we got... A lot of other Starfield things, but let's 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 take a step away from that first. Let's talk about a game that's not getting a lot of discussion that was also shown quite a bit of that's coming first half of 2023, and that's Redfall, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think because of all the debate about Starfield and like Ooh, No Man's Sky or bleep, 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 um, and Forza, and people are like, yeah, that's we don't. I don't know, even know what people are picking apart about Forza. I just keep seeing people say, oh, people stop picking apart Forza. I, you can't fucking pick anything apart from that shit. It was like absolutely insane, dude. Oh, um, you can. Oh, oh you can. What, what hey, was fuzzy there? Real, like, what's something fuzzy real saying? quick. Well, because because they're trying to play there's, with the ray tracing stuff and it's it's bullshit. So whatever. Yeah. They're, they're trying to go back and forth. Oh, you guys are ignoring what they actually said. Oh, you guys are saying that the digital foundry's lying. Oh, you guys. No. Again, ray tracing reflections versus ray tracing global illumination. All of Mm -hmm. us in this community, for the most part, understand the difference. If you don't go look it up, again, I'm not a tech guy, but even I know that there's a difference. And they were very clear on what it was going to be. There was no lies in what the developer in turn 10 was saying. Okay, zero. So you guys can squabble all you want over that. Ray tracing is going to be in-game reflections. Okay, not global illumination, period. Okay, we already know this, but you guys are trying to argue over this fact. Anyways, Fuzzy, I did have one question for you. 
Yes. Before we move off of Forza Motorsport real quick, Matt, sorry, I'm not taking over your show, but I did You're have a quick fine. question for Take Fuzzy reins, specifically. Man. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I had a quick question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fuzzy, can you briefly, because you are a nuts and bolts guy, when we when you saw what Forza Motorsport was showing off, specifically in the materials, mm-hmm. how much more advanced was the materials, the detail on the materials, like when they showed the engine, you could see the oh. different materials. How much more was that than GT7? How how much bigger of a difference was materials it? Materials on more than yeah, materials. Like, yeah, the big <laughs> the big the biggest thing that they did with that, and I'm not sure if that's going to be like a Force of Vista moment, and even if it is a Force of Vista moment, they've gone into uh, like the nth degree of level of detail as far as like the 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 material, like the the glossiness or or the matte f- uh, finish of it the crinkle or the wrinkles that you will see in like certain aluminums and tubes and things along those lines. So they've done a lot better. I won't say better, but a lot higher scan rate than what they've done on some of the previous engine bays. Like before you didn't see all the wires and, and hoses and things like that. So they've, they've definitely stepped it up a few notches now on some of the stuff, some particular cars in GT7, like some of the Legends cars, like especially the $20 million ones, where yeah. it's like a one of one or one of three, and they, they happen to take the one where it has like a scratch on the dashboard or a nick in the bumper type of thing. Yeah, Those cars have that level of detail in GT7. Okay. Okay. But like for motorsport, like that particular car, and I'm pretty sure they're going to do that on a lot of the, the GT and prototype cars and things like that. I, I would say they've they've it, it is a generational jump in all honesty. Like we're we're talking about like the comparison when you would look at like a 360 motorsport game versus like you know when Motorsport Seven was on the X, um, on on the uh, Xbox One X type of deal. So it's it's definitely a leap. They've definitely upgraded the scans that they do. Um, I would have to say it's near photorealistic as far as like some of the level of detail now mm-hmm. as far as the detail in game it, it always goes down a little bit and that's even the case with gt7 but to have that where you can see the nuts and bolts of the engine pay yeah that that's that's huge that is yeah. Yeah. huge that, that that's why i asked the question because again racers have always been if we go back through generations of consoles, right? Those are the showcases. Those are the showpieces of a console, a brand new console, right? That's why we usually have a racing game right out the gates with a console because that usually pushes the hardware. Now we saw with GT7 with it being cross-gen, can't say that it really pushed the PS5 to the max. It can have its moments, obviously, where it looks gorgeous in certain areas, but otherwise... With Forza Motorsport, what they showed off with the environments, with the attention to detail in the cars, taking that next step up. Look, this is the one that you showcase when you bring somebody over and say, yeah, I got the Series X. You pop in Motorsport and go, (laughs) look, that's what I'm talking about. This was worth the wait, having them take the extra time to actually come out. And from what they showcased so far... This is that moment where we go, okay, now we're starting to see what these consoles can do. And that's what I want. I I thought that was really special when they looked in that engine bay. I was like, wow, like the heating wrapping, all that Mm -hmm. material. I was like, wow, this is special right here. I loved that part of it. That's why I asked you about it. Yeah, it's, it's like the photogrammetry, but on yeah. the cars. That That's okay. essentially what it's come to. And it's that close to, you know, reality now where it's it's going to be hard to tell in some cases 
while the thing is actually actively playing, not just in photo mode type of deal. Yeah. Great job on the material segment, Punk Soul. So, so, sorry, Mav. Take your show back. No, it's okay. Redfall now. <laughs> um, that entire time, Mav was just making faces. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> the uh, no, for real though. That's a good question though, because I that stuff jumped off the screen when I saw that because it's like they talked about doing that before. Uh, the difference in the materials. You're going to really start to yeah. see that next generation more, you know, and stuff. And you really saw it here. I mean, it's like wow. It's like yeah. you can tell sure. metal to rubber to plastic to. You know, and, and that's you. one difference that Gran Turismo always has because polyphony has always gone down to the detail, like brake lights and all yeah. that kind of stuff. When anybody does those comparison not, shots, not like there this. is a difference yeah. with Forza. Not like this, right? Though. But now, right. not right. Exactly. Turn ten's taking it to that. Next oh yeah, step, yeah. But we can't compare these games anymore. You know, it's a, yeah. came out a year later. A year yeah. later, my cross gen. <laughs> my favorite narrative right now is that it is ray trace sound, and that's what they were talking about. That's why they didn't specify. And I just wanted to smack oh. that fucking idiot that's on Twitter right now. That that. Again, then he didn't watch the developer speak today at all. Right. Or yesterday, whenever it was. My God. Do you hear I that? I mean, they the ray trace sound in, in the cross-gen game, Horizon 5. But yeah. They, they're going to have ray trace audio in this point, likely as well. But that's not the ray tracing that they were talking about. When when Chris, exactly. one of the developers from Turn 10, was talking about it, if if I I, I don't want to call names, but if if someone is that slow that they didn't see that they were taking shots at GT7 purposely to show the difference between them and GT7 I don't know what to tell you it it, it was like everything that people asked for in GT7 like oh I really wish ray tracing was in the you know the driving mode as opposed to the replay mode that's what they were talking about that's the the reflection just just straight up facts I like GT7 but Forza Motorsport blows it away graphically right and and, and, I mean it's not and playing GT7, even though I'm having fun with it, like it, it plays like GT2 or three or four. I mean, it's not really much difference in the physics of it at all. You know, you yep. can even tell when you watch the game, the car is kind of like, you know, it's like it really moves really weird. Well, because they because they focus everything on the how the car looks, the model details, but they don't do anything else with the realistic driving, how the the car hits a wall. It doesn't bounce. Off. They're not good at physics. Bomb. And that's the thing, and that's not. what they you know. no one talks about. And it's like, yo, look They're, at the physics and look at what Forza does since yeah, way back when. And now with the new Forza Tech engine, they emphasized on what this and new engine is capable of. And it's just this is a brand new game on a brand new engine. So just imagine the next Forza that's going to utilize that they learn that they're going to push it even farther. It's, it's just the beginning folks. And that's why we say now that Forza is the standard of sim racing. Forza Motorsport is the standard. Well, it's that's, been, I, it's already been the last like decade, yeah. right? Now it's just but enhancing it's that even solidified. further. Right? It's a hundred percent. It is now. I, I was, standard. I was really curious how it was going to look because GT seven, I have a comparison, you know, you know what I mean? Of like what's supposed to be the next best like sim racer. Right. And like, I've been Sims enjoying games. it. It's that's what I learned from flight sim. So just putting that out there. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. Um, and it's, it's fun. I really like the game because of, because of how, bad the physics are in a way because it's just fun to drive right um but man it's just like it's in a different league dude and i think anybody watching it can 
can't say any differently when you see that. And it's going to be clear as day when we're playing the game. And I'm going to come out and say it. I'm Forza Horizon 5 looks better than GT7. And that's an open world racer. Yeah. Right? I mean, what GT has done well graphically is the car models and the lighting. Right? They've always had great, like, realistic lighting effects. And they've had great car models. And they've had, like, wonky yep. physics that are kind of fun to play. But they're not, like, great sim racing physics. They just... It's just the cars drive slower. So it kind of like tricks you into thinking it's more real. You know what I mean? And, and the AI in Forza has been better as well. Yeah, the AI is better. Like, and you all got the drive guitar system, which makes it fun even when you're like racing against like AI people. When you see like you just blew Pong Soul off the road and ran them into a, uh, <laughs> to a tires and stuff. You know, because that's how you play racing wall. sim games. Only, only when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> only, only when I see Pong Soul, like I'm just gonna run that motherfucker off the road and then I'm gonna screenshot. Fuzzy's never gonna play with you. Yeah. No. Um. Mav uses use a bumper when he's in a turn. He's like, I'm just going to push yeah. him out and get that turn. Well, Pong drives slow. So what other my options are? You know what I mean? Because he breaks around the uh, corner. I <laughs> break correctly. Oh, you're supposed to use brakes? I, I watch you play GT7 <laughs> streaming, Mav. Okay, come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, a shout out to Flush Jackson, who does with a $5 super chat. Uh, again, I can't say the damn word. Super chat. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> he says, time. correction, you leave a Forza moment. You want to floss and quick resume and pop it in in a few milliseconds <laughs> when you show it off to a friend. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about Redfall here. It was another big first party game now shown. And um, I, I remember seeing, hearing a little bit of critiques, you know, about this when they first showed it about kind of like, oh, maybe it's not, you know, they got some more polish to do. And then we kind of watched it in 4K afterwards. And uh, the game kind of, really jumped off of this like looking way more impressive than we saw at the showcase. I don't think the showcase stream did it justice really. Um, but when you watch that back, it's like, wow, okay. There's a lot of like, it looks pretty shiny and polished and, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, a very different game for arcane. And we kind of really get a scope of what this game really is. Now, when we had the leaks before of like some alpha pre alpha footage, where it's like really like, old looking type footage, you know, like deep in dev type footage. It was like, okay, like this is seeming like a much bigger game than anybody anticipated. And um, now we're seeing that in the way Pete Hines described it at the second showcase, talking about, you know, what makes arcane games special. And this one is still going to be a big story, Uh, but instead it's like open world and you can play co-op, but it's still going to feel like that classic arcane experience with friends, but in an open world, it's going to be like very interesting uh, to play an arcane game like this. And I think uh, it's got me really intrigued. Um, I That's one of the first half of 2023 games. Like if you put this online, you got this co-op, a uh, looter. Uh, it's kind of a looter, right? A co-op looter. Um, yeah, there was purples, and yeah. greens, and blues weapons. Um. Uh, shooter, right? Uh, with, with abilities and stuff. And it, it kind of reminds me of Borderlands-ish type style a little bit but much more slower paced you know um then you got diablo you got forza and you got starfield all within a six-month period and that doesn't include everything else was at the xbox stage too that's just exactly dude you got warhammer dark tide coming this year right then you got jedi survivors first half 2023 uh, yeah um (laughs) I mean, I got this. I got this. Uh, 
uh, uh, graphic that they put on Twitter after, right? Uh, so we can kind of see this and just take it all in. Take it. Um, that's impressive, right? How are we going to make time for all these big games in the first half of 2023? Diablo 4, Redfall, <laughs> Starfield, Forza Motorsport, um, Wolong Dynasty, uh, Flint, yeah. Flintlock. J- people are screaming about that game right now. I was too. I mm-hmm. think it would look yeah. really impressive. Um, be hard. <laughs> all, all within the first... <laughs> Six months, you know, that, I mean, that's like, as far as, you know, big time titles, that's pretty damn impressive to have. Are they going to probably do, you think they're planning on maybe doing one a month for each one of those games? That would make sense. Uh, yeah. That's if Activision's thing is through, because, I mean, Diablo would still have its own release date from scheduled from Blizzard, so. Right. Xbox wouldn't have anything. Well, that. sometimes they're still trying to avoid their third-party partners, you know, with yeah. big releases, you know, if they have, like, they, they may not want to drop, like, Starfield on the same day as Diablo, right? Or or Redfall, potentially, you know what I mean? But, like, Forza Motorsport, they'd be like, okay, we'll drop that at the same time, you know? Um, what, what, what are y'all's predictions for over this release calendar for the first month? Do y'all have an idea of what you think we're going to see first in 2023? Out of first party, Starfield. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Like when you like February, I'm guessing? March. Uh, March. February, March. March. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I've Dead been, Space is actually first. On which that means list. I'll be completely wrong and it'll be June for right. Starfield, right? Well, if, if, <laughs> so. if, just put it out there, right? If that was the first from first party and that's March, that means that March, April, May, and there would be two more big first part two more big first party releases but you also have stalker 2 wolong fallen dynasty and diablo in there if diablo's first party by that point in a three months well, i think some of them are going to come out in two months like i think you could put forza out at the beginning of march and Starfield at the end of march and it'll be all right yeah right. forza could actually be the first one out the gates forza could be ready to rock and roll you're right maybe so january I think- yeah, January, early February, we could see Forza, and then we could have Starfield in March. I, I was surprised sure. we didn't get a release date from any of those. So was I. I think they're still moving things. I think that's why this is in flux. And I think that, again, Starfield has the Starfield has the greatest chance to be early, but it also has the greatest chance to keep getting pushed, right? I, I think Redfall, Redfall and Arcane could be ready by April, May. So I think that Starfield, if it needs more time, they're going to allow that thing to cook as long as possible, right? They're, they, they're not going to push that thing out the door. So I really, truly think that even if even if we think that Todd and his team could be ready come February, March with it, I think that at the end of the day, if they get to that point or they get into January and Todd looks at Phil and says, here's where we're at, I think it's not going to be a big deal for them to push it to June, right? I, I, I just, because they're not, they're not going to get that one. Like Redfall is close by the way arcane's talking forza is close by the way they're talking so i think that those two could be popped right into those spots those early spots and then push starfield out but if they can get starfield out in spring to bookend with an avowed come holidays next year or hellblade 2 next year then that's what they're going to want to do to give them as much space as possible with big rpgs right especially Mm -hmm. about so hellblade 2 is in a different category there but still i think that's i think that's the plan but um I don't know. It's a tough one, man. Something I was surprised we didn't get a reveal for was Age of Empires coming to console. 
Yeah. That's another one that's got to be in the works. It ha- too many people have said I mean, it's we've in the works. seen the code names for the Xbox version, so it's just like Correct. they've been it? testing it in the background. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be close. Do you guys think that could something that could still be first half of 2023? I think yeah. it could be the end of this year. Like, I think it could be a surprise drop. Yeah, like just randomly, just like hey, next yeah. week yeah. Age of Empires, but they didn't really include it because it's a game that's already been released. It's possible, right? Yeah. Okay. It's certainly possible because we got Deathloop in there. Deathloop could be if the marketing it does end appropriately. We got Deathloop dropping in this year. Age of Empires Four dropping in this year. I mean, we could still have some first party stuff hit this year. Yeah. So, well, looking at the list of 2022 as well is damn impressive. It's still even if you like taking everything away. Um, we got Warhammer Dark Tide. Um, you got Valheim coming to game to Xbox right for the first time. Uh, Valheim's 2023. Oh, okay, for, for PC consoles. Game Pass 2022. PC yeah. Game Pass 2022. Okay, got it. Yep. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem. Somerville. Um, the Rocket Blade Point happens in a few days. Um, I, I wouldn't it, say that's like, going to be the like, biggest title, but seemed, people that are playing it, it early seem to really like it. It's very good. It's it? very good. Yeah, okay. it, and I don't like Battle night. Royales. Remember that. I do not like Battle Royales. This game is very, very good. Right. I'm supremely impressed. It's really cool. If you got the Insider, go check it out because they extended the Insider program till the 19th as well. Mm-hmm. So you can go check it out now. It's very, very well done. I'm actually enjoying the hell out of it. Um, you got a trio of console launch exclusives in High on Life, Scorn, and Atomic Heart as well, still slated for this year. Um, Dark Tide. And then Dark Tide. Uh, then besides that, from third party, we still know about Call of Duty, which we may, if it, who knows? It could be first party by that time, but doubt it. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy and Callisto Protocol, um, Gotham, Gotham Knights, Knights Gotham Knights, yeah. um, and uh, Saints Row, and Saints Row. Yeah, this isn't like including everything that we because no. there's even also Persona Five Royale, right or Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a lot of games, guys, that were shown at other shows that are coming out this year that they didn't choose to even include in this graphic, right? Um, like for one, like TMNT was nowhere on here. They could have easily threw that on here for uh, 2022, mm-hmm. which some people are already saying, "Hey, game of the year," you know. Uh, <laughs> I was half joking, some of them, but yeah, the game's a lot of fun, you know. So yeah. uh, if that's what it's all about. Um, speaking of TMNT, man, what a fucking game! I want to see more games like that. <laughs> Six player co op is just. It's uh, it's awesome. Like exactly, if more games could do that, that would that would just make things so much more fun. Because I mean, who's the dev? Would... Who's the dev that did it? It's something with a T, it, like tribute or something. I think. Well, it was a team are, up are, are, between are, are, the teams of um, tri- uh, Streets of Rage guys, and also uh, are they independent or are they are they developers? Tribute games, tribute games. Are they underneath somebody? Uh, let's see. It's an independent video game de- uh, developer out of Montreal. Okay, Microsoft, go get them, and then go make cut deals for all the old Former arcades. Ubisoft yeah. people, so yeah, go go get them, go cut deals with all the IPs out there from the former arcades, and just have them do all of those <laughs> games. You guys yeah. will be filling up Game Pass with quality for a long time to come. They could go do any of those old arcade style games and make them awesome. Mm-hmm. Just go cut the deals for the IPs. I again, I'm not even joking. Like, yeah. that game is that good. Forget it. Dotem- amazing. Dotemu also was the publisher, 
right? And they are they publish and developed uh, Streets of Rage four. Oh wow! Yeah. So they they teamed up with two other dev teams on that, but they're listed as a developer for Streets of Rage four and also the publisher of Streets of Rage four. Um, and they so are listed. Beat em ups. That's the uh, 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 publisher to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah, and Tribute Games is listed as the developer. They've also made, um, oh geez, just games developed from they. Yeah, it's not really anything big. Out Panzer of Paladin, games. like nothing. Yeah. You know, really, this is like their first really big shebang here. You they know? got a specialty. They've got a specialty there. Yeah, <laughs> whatever they did. Um, yeah. That- yeah, because Ninja Turtles last night, that was a blast. That game was so good. And imagine playing the old school X-Men and playing the Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. Or even Golden Axe. But that they could do Gauntlet. They yeah. could do Gauntlet. They could Gauntlet. redo Gauntlet. No, they just got to talk to Midway. Or Well, Midway's gone. I don't know who owns <laughs> yeah. the rights to Never Gauntlet. Realms? Whoever owns whoever, uh, they Never sold wrong. off a bunch of IP yeah. at the time when they went under. So, because Microsoft did pick up a bunch, they picked up Hydro Thunder and stuff. I think Midway, THQ so. got some of them too, and and, and yeah, THQ went under. Now it's THQ Nordic, so it's a whole mess. I remember there was gauntlets like every freaking what every other year, every, almost every year they had a new gauntlet for for a while there, on at least on like the the sixty four days, and it was just like it was cool. I liked it. But it was just like, okay, guys, enough of these gauntlet games. And then it just disappeared. You're like, okay, we will, we still like them, but you know, don't fall off the face of the planet. Holy shit. That was actually the last gauntlet. The last gauntlet was published by Warner Brothers. I wonder if they own it. They, yeah, they, because it was Midway Games and then it was big. And Midway used to be Nether Realms. And then they changed to another realms, and so <laughs> flush. Val- Valkyrie is about so to good. die. Elf needs food badly. God, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like TMNT, that's like a big win for Game Pass, right? Like, yeah. Huge, I mean, it feels huge. like you know, it's just like this gift that was just given to us, right? Like, it, it's kind of like Game Pass has that effect where it's this. If you looked at our friends list like yesterday. I mean, did y'all oh, like yeah. everybody was playing this game, right? Everybody, everybody was playing this game. Even my so, grandma was playing it, and she's dead. <laughs> oh, what? Um, well, I mean, like that's, that's who was. That's how many people were playing it. If you look, I mean, it just it has a huge effect, like Game Pass, right? Like it's big for the devs, but it's also big for the for uh, Game Pass subscribers. Like people are just saying, oh, I don't see anything coming." All of a sudden, we get the surprise. A hey, TMNT, one of a lot of people's most anticipated games, is coming to Game Pass, and it's only like two weeks away. I think we're going to see that a few more times this year. Actually, this month they haven't announced the final lineup for this month, but we know of like four games coming to Game Pass this month. It's like, where's the graphic you always put out for the end of the month? It's like, where is it? I don't know. Right. We got. They didn't get back to the office yet. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I think I think they might be waiting on Goldeneye mm. and the Nintendo show at the end of the month. You think so? I think okay. they'll be the 29th yeah. and you put out the graphic one day before the month ends. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a little bit late. I keep forgetting it's the 29th. I thought it was next week. You're right. That's too late. Maybe they just like forgot about it, Jasper, with everything else going 
Yeah, like, we're like, staying off like, of Twitter for a bit. I just like looking at that graphic, so I was like, oh, I've looked forward to this game on that day and stuff. And it's like, well, I guess I just have to do research and find out every individual game coming to Game Pass. Right. So what, what are the ones coming later this month that you know about? Uh, Shadow, Total, Shadow Run. Yeah, that yeah. Total War on the PC. And mm. there was one more. I can't remember. Yeah, that, that's a different Sega Day 1 game, or is that one that already has been out? Uh, I think it's been out. Total the the Total War, War Three Kingdoms. Oh yeah, that one came no, out total, like two yeah. years ago, right? Okay, yeah, a yeah, ago? yeah. Okay, this, yeah. It just got announced this past week. Yeah. Okay. For PC Game Pass. So. Um. All right. So we got that Sega deal. Yeah. Proving. Uh, Everybody wrong. Why are you guys excited for the Sega deal? It doesn't mean anything. Nothing's going to come out of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think Sonic 06 was relisted a couple months ago too on the store. Just Sonic 06? Yeah, the 360 game. It was delisted and it was relisted like a couple months ago on this Xbox store. Hmm. Do you guys think we can see potentially Sonic Frontiers come to Game Pass Day 1? No. No? Yes? Yes? I, I think remember. it's needed. It's I think it's needed. I think the reception and how Sega's handling it right now, and they... I, Again, I liked what I saw and I have faith in that team that it's going to be different from the bad showing that it per se was, although I liked a lot of it, uh, but coming out and saying gamers just don't understand what this is, is not a way to do it. When you want, when you want Sonic to come back in a big way and match the movies, um, you really don't want to come out and say gamers don't understand what they saw. And they really, that's on you. If you're showing something and it's not showcasing the game, properly and gamers don't understand it especially people who've played so many sonics in their lives yeah that's on you you, you got to do a better you got to do a better job you got to show us what you're talking about oh we've got these other levels and blah blah, blah. well then show us give us snippets of those other yeah. levels where we might get a better impression i, I mean, think they still think sonic can carry itself and they don't need game pass for it well but they they're doing a lot of others game pass games day one that they didn't necessarily have to either like they did Total War Warhammer 3 on PC. They didn't have to do that. They, they did, uh, they're doing Two Point Campus as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they didn't have to do. Two Point uh, yeah, Hospital is like a smaller game. Like a lot it, of people don't know it about it. But Total War Warhammer 3 is not a smaller game. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I It just seems like they're kind of real, really buddy buddy with Xbox right now. Where if there was to be another game surprise, Game Pass Day One. That's just one I would put as a higher odds. Not saying it's gonna. Have, I'm guaranteeing you, Sonic Frontier <laughs> is gonna be there. Game Pass Day One. I'm just saying, like, I, are you smelling something, Mav? Are we back to that again? <laughs> I, I, no, I do smell. We're going to get some fucking more trip, like bigger games going to Game Pass Day One before the end of the year. Like uh, that's something we talked about that we felt like they would probably do to kind of offset some of the 2022 vibes, you know. Um, but they, if you if, if these games are far in development and they make a deal for Game Pass, usually that's not going to be announced like way in advance. It's going to be something like when we got with like Outriders announcement and, and other things like that, where it's like a few weeks before the game comes out because they don't want to deter people away from pre-orders, right? So um, I think we may get some surprises um, that they just can't talk about yet, you know. And that's going to be interesting to see what happens the second half of this year still. Uh, I'm talking about third-party publisher big games, potentially. You know what I mean? I don't know what level, but I, there could be something bigger than we've ever seen before. I mean, even last year, we got like, or was it this year already? Rainbow Six Extraction Yeah, it was, what, was this year. year. That was January. That was right. January. So, 
you know, we've had a few surprises earlier this year. That was another case where it got announced just a few weeks before it came out, right? And where's Ubisoft Plus? Where's Ubisoft yeah. Plus? We still have another announcement to make there. Uh, Ubisoft has not shown anything this year regarding their lineup or, or anything. I'm still expecting some kind of showing. One of our losers last night. Yeah. Didn't they say Ubisoft. like a couple months ago they have like six or eight games coming out like the first half of between now and 2023? It's like Supposedly, <laughs> but they're not showing any of them. Yeah. <laughs> we have a great free-to-play live service lineup coming to you all within the next six months. And now Wait. Skull and Bones is supposedly yeah. maybe only current gen. Yeah. Well, didn't they Show release us. that that roller derby game yes. or something? Yeah. Yes, out of the blue, no fanfare. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Here's roller rink or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> it's actually it's pretty fun to play. It is, but it is. they didn't. But you could tell it's like a very small budget on that thing, and yeah. like they just kind of released it to the wolves, right? And say, hey, yeah. we'll see if this thing catches fire. Just throw it out there. We'll yeah, see. that always works. Ubisoft in this yeah. day and age, you can just totally do that because there's yeah. no other games that anybody's playing out there. You can just throw something there and something's gonna stick. Come on, man. <laughs> Ubisoft. <laughs> they really don't understand. And then you have the biggest week in gaming, but then come out and say, oh, September, we're going to talk about the new Assassin's Creed. Why not talk about it now? What are you yeah. doing? You got all eyes on the gaming industry. Our live stream that he's talked about Assassin's Creed Origins for 45 minutes. It's like, correct. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed with Ubisoft and EA over this gaming christmas season you know like where where are you at you know what i mean come on like and also i mean wb i can't yeah. discount them either you know like they they didn't show a damn thing i don't that, that i can think of they, they've showed hogwarts what two months ago or whatever when yeah. we had that yeah. deal so and they showed gotham knights a few times they, they showed well. gotham knights that was a few here times, on so. summer games fest uh, jeff keely yeah. show gotham knights was so yeah they it were seems here. like we a lot of these a lot of these publishers are just doing their own things now just randomly when they feel like it you know what i mean and it's like it's because they don't have to pay ten thousand dollars to be on someone's stage when they can just do it for free right yeah. it's youtube videos but you, right i mean but you should still be around like some of the big times like yeah. if you're a publisher i'm not talking about the small publishers but a ubisoft and ea when you got look if you got nothing to show, you got nothing to show. But I'm I'm saying like Ubisoft, we know for a fact they have to have something to show by now on like two of their games. Like Division Heartland's got to be showing at some point. What are you guys hiding? <laughs> like I, I don't understand. Skull and Bones, you claim is going to be out this year. Okay, I, I mean we got to see this stuff. So I mean again, just around this time, why would you not schedule it? Even if you don't want to be on the main stage, have a Capcom showcase like Capcom did. Like mm-hmm. show off a couple games. Like, talk about things are going, right? It only makes sense when you got the whole gaming world. You got the media focused on this week. You got all of us gamers focused on this week. YouTubers, everybody. Do it around this time, at least. I mean, even Sony did their state of play just a week prior, knowing that people were starting to get engaged and be like, okay, what's coming? You got Christmas time. But see, the thing is also, you got to think, maybe their idea is like, well, that's a busy week. Everyone's like, oh, like it's all just kind of congested. Maybe we do our own thing a couple weeks later and it's like, Hey, we get our own day. You know, it's not a couple weeks later though. It's September. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I just, like I said, if it was a small, a smaller developer, smaller publisher, I get it right. You, you, you could do that to separate yourself from the congestion. But when you're Ubisoft or EA, people are going to, people are going to be like, Hey, let's see this. We're excited. Like, let, let's see what you guys got going on. No matter what we think about those companies, it's still a big deal. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They just fit in with this time. That's just my personal feeling. 
Yeah, they, well, yeah obviously they don't listen just, to me. So. I was just coming out with another point, maybe, but you know. Actually, guy. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do y'all think we'll see something like from them soon, or no? Hopefully. I mean, I I, I think as far as the whole uh, Heartland thing with with uh, Ubisoft, I they're just letting the division kind of stay on life support. Like they got a very small team working on, you know, the main game where like Pong has talked about this before. It's like, they have all of these things that they're trying to throw at the wall to get the stick for microtransactions and stuff that they could, you know, they've already implemented them into the division to some extent with cosmetics. They just need to bolster that to keep the content constantly flowing on that. So that way people stay engaged, stay playing it, hopefully spending more money as far as they're concerned and, and, and continue. And then, you know, have it lead up to, you know, heartland that would have been the best thing for them to do, but it I think just seems they, like they're so focused on, I guess it's what Avatar and I know they got the Star Wars game, but that's probably a few years. I think out what they end least. up doing is doing individual streams about that game, like a month before Division comes out. Would we'll be like, this is the Division stream, and then try to get hype around it for that mm-hmm. month, and then release Division. I don't think they do like those big shows. It's like, I just yeah. Well, the, so they can have a nice video of somebody standing outside of a warehouse with graffiti all over it, and they can yeah. like. Uh, you know, like just randomly, hey, let's just find a shithole somewhere and record a video to hype up our new project. That's a good idea. Um, Why are we talking about these guys? These uh, they suck. They don't know what they're doing right now. Okay, they they, they don't. We got all these great games that were shown over this you're, past. You're week. right. You're right, Pong. Screw these. What's guys? the next great game you want to talk about, Pong? So? I don't care. We didn't even talk about Redfall. Oh yeah, that's what oh, we yeah. were going to talk about. Redfall. <laughs> That was, was your like, topic. I know. I was like, and everybody always off. just bypasses Redfall. <laughs> then I said like a sentence about Redfall, then bypassed it completely. Um, all right. Yeah, thoughts on Redfall, guys? You know, like who, who yep. was super impressed by what we saw? Nah, not super impressed. Uh, <laughs> I need to see a little bit more of actually like how the gameplay is. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool just shooting vampires, but like is there an objective? Or are we just walking around an open world shooting vampires? That's kind of where I'm There's at. A story. There's missions. There's a story. There's stories. There's missions. Um, Harvey Smith, uh, game uh, game director of uh, Redfall, actually had an interview with IGN. Everybody should go watch it. There's a couple concerning issues with Redfall, but after go back and watch the 4K, I thought it looked great. I'm into it, right? We all love multiplayer games here. We play together. Yeah. So it's a fantastic setup. I love Arcane to death. So again, I can't wait to see this game in action in my hands, right? With you guys playing. But there is a couple concerns. Harvey Smith had a great interview. He deep dived a lot of stuff. Like they had a great interview with him over there. Um, so the world is divided. It's not completely open. Okay. You will. Okay. There's going to be two portions. Okay. There's going to be the city portion and then there's going to be kind of the suburb portion. So you will have to complete missions to open up the suburb. Uh, you're going to start in the city and then you're going to have to open up the actual suburb section. So there is going to be two sections here. Um, progress. This is the big one. And I think that we should probably start tweeting at Arcane so they hear us because it's not oh, set yeah. in stone, but progress. They're going with the goofy system where only the host of the game actually gets the mission progress. You'll carry over your character progress. You'll be able to take all your loot, your weapons and stuff with you. Um, but you're, if you go back to your game after playing with a buddy, you're going to have to do those missions over again. They are not set. He said, as of this moment, that's what we think works best for this game. 
And But we all know, or most of us, again, I don't have a huge problem with it because I don't mind replaying missions. But again, we've all known that time where we jump out and then we want to jump back into a game and all of a sudden we can't jump into somebody's game because we haven't completed that mission run yet. That I don't like. I, I don't like that at all. I think that kind of sucks. Um, so I hope that they make that decision to change it back where everybody gets the mission uh, completion. Well, if it's kind of like Borderlands, that would kind of make sense. Because like in Borderlands, say like you're level two and you jump into my level 10 game and we do like my missions. Like once you get to level 10, you still got to do those missions. Right. But give me the but I am. Un- I understand the concept and I, again, I don't have a huge problem with it, but I would rather it count me that I do get credit for that mission. And then if I go back to my game, it just asked me if I want to replay that mission because his point though, his point didn't have anything to do with that at all. His point in the interview was we just didn't like the story flow. If you already completed yeah. those missions and then go back, right. His point was, well, just give me the option. Say, Hey, do you want to replay this mission? So if yeah. I want to replay that mission, I can go ahead and do it. If I don't, I can skip it because I've already seen it. But that was his main point is the narrative. They didn't want to break up the narrative for the person who goes back to their playthrough. Right. And I'm like, mm, I don't like that. Like, even if it, even if I complete, like, let's say missions one through three, or let's say two, three, four, and I go back and play mission one. Well, I don't, I've already seen two, three, four narrative. It doesn't matter if I jumped in the Mavs game and did it that way. Right. So I, I just don't care about it. Give me the option to go back and do it. But but otherwise, I thought Redfall, again, the stream, the showcase stream did it no justice like Mav was saying. you got to go back and watch this in 4K. It's a whole different game when you watch it. It's one of those games that really stands out when you go back and watch in the highest fidelity. So that is important for everybody. Um, outside of that, again, as a lover of game, uh, Arcane, as a lover of looter shooters, uh, multiplayer with mission structures in a semi, well, I'll call it an open world, but again, it is divided in two. I think that's fantastic, and I can't wait to jump into this game. I love the special uh, powers that each character has. Each one seems very, very unique. Uh, Harvey Smith also did can confirm that you can all play as the same character. So you don't have to choose. You don't have to have one of each character if you're playing four-player. You can all have the same character if you all like that class. Okay, so that's cool. That's a big thing. Um, but overall, I really did uh, like what I saw at Redfall, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, in my hands, in action. Yeah. Uh, Psycho, are you back yet? No. Okay. Uh, Fuzzy, what what about I think you? Man? I I love seeing it on the big screen, so it was pretty much like seeing it in 4K right in front of me. But the the only thing that I wanted to see were the actual loot drops. Like I saw the in game menus on like the second part of like when they yeah. were going through like some of the customization and, and the skill trees and things like that. I just want to see what, what the loot drops kind of look like, or is it just going to be a reward at the end? If it's a reward at the end, that's fine. But you know, I'm always used to, you know, after playing, you know, borderlands and, and playing, you know, the division or even destiny for that matter. I, I, I like seeing the blue, purple, green, yellow, orange, any of those colored drops. It's like, oh, yeah, that's a better weapon. Let me pick it up type of thing. So that's that's the only thing that I think was missing from the gameplay. But uh, overall, I like the, the, the variety between the different characters and things like that as far as the different play styles that you'll be able to do. I'm guessing the collective mind thing is almost like a dungeon type of deal. So those should be pretty cool as far as, uh, I guess, for the extra challenge. Yeah. Yeah, and they talked about that too. Harvey Smith talked about that and confirmed that they will be replayable, that you'll be able to go back and rerun them and all that kind of stuff as well. So, yep. 
But um, yeah, I being a looter shooter fan, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. I was already looking forward to it, even when other people were like, "Oh, we kind of thought it was going to be delayed anyway." And a lot of people were like, "I don't even know what it is. Is it, you know, uh, debt? Was it uh, back from the dead or something like that?" But back I, I yeah, I just I'm I'm excited for when that game finally comes. To, you know, to Game Pass or comes to my console so I can download it and play it. But it it looked awesome to me and. I'm curious to see some more of the player customization stuff and just the loot drops, how, how that's going to work out. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if it's more like destiny looter shooter, or if it's more like a borderlands looter shooter, like, is it going to be like, have like an end game where you just grind out like months on end on destiny, or is it going to be like borderlands where you just kind of beat it once, get max level and be like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I would say destiny since that is Phil Spencer's favorite game. So yeah. I think it would be more along that line. Yeah. So yeah, Phil, so Phil went and dictated Arcane to make a Destiny-like game. Is that what you're saying here, Psycho? Come on. No, not at all. Oh. I was just comparing what Jasper was saying. I was just telling him it's more like probably Destiny. Grind it out for Be- because you know, that's what Phil likes. to come. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you got to make the boss happy because you delayed it, let's yeah. make it like the no. favorite game. Our arcane is so independent. Arcane is so different. And again, Pete Hines touched on this as well in the uh, second show when they asked about Redfall. I do want to see the little twists that arcane have. I don't think the gameplay showed off any of that. Um, you know, again, Harvey talked about combining the powers together and you can have some really unique situations where if you get into a good group of people with different classes that you can really wreak havoc in a way because you can combine the powers and that kind of stuff. So I can't wait to see that. But Pete said that there is that arcane twist to this game as well. And it's something that you do have to play to see it. Um, And I'm paraphrasing obviously, but that's what I got out of his interview. So I, I do want, that's what makes arcane games special, right? Again, this may look like things that we've played before and we can make all these comparisons, but arcane does things a little different. And I, yeah. I that's what I want to see. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's just a borderlands ripoff. So, you know, my- oh, <laughs> <Jesus Christ>. right. <laughs> that's funny. Um, well, there's another game that I wanted to talk about a little bit that I feel like is not getting enough discussion and that's because it's multi-plat. However, this is a big deal because it is a, Game from a studio that is not really synonymous with Xbox, and it's also getting console uh, launch and PC launch, and it's coming to Game Pass Day 1 as well, right? Even though it's coming to other consoles, it's coming to Game Pass Day 1. It has Xbox marketing rights as well. This was very interesting to to show up at this show, right? Um, right after... Um, was this before or after the Persona announcement that they showed... This new game, Woe Long. Um, but yeah, Woe Long really looks intriguing. There was not a lot of information about it, what it was. I do feel like if this was shown off at a PlayStation show or like a Nintendo show, people have been flipping their shit, right? Oh, no. This was right This was right before Persona, by the way. Right. Yeah. A, a new Team Ninja game. Oh, let's fucking go crazy, right? Everybody, Everybody's passing over it. Yeah. At the Xbox show, it's not like, me. hey, it's just part of the show, right? <laughs> All right, so... I, I kind of like uh, they did an interview with IGN where they had some more information about what kind of game this is. And there's this is a game that's been more absent from Xbox's lineup, at least at launch. Sometimes they get these games a bit later, you know, as well. Um, but it's uh, I'm going to read some of these excerpts from the interview. Um, so as a studio, they've always been known for games that challenge the player, but that can't be done without responsive controls and high playability. 
In that regard, Wolong is no different from their previous titles, but this time they've turned to Chinese martial arts as a new style of combat. Um, with titles... Oh, it says, according to Yasuda, Wolong is a Souls-like game similar to Neo, the studio's recent biggest success, which I actually really like Neo. Um, Mm-hmm. With titles like Ninja Gaiden and Neo, Team Ninja have become known for games set in feudal Japan. So a game set in China's Three Kingdoms period might come as a surprise for some. That being said, with series like Dynasty Warriors and Romance of the Three Kingdoms, Koei Tecmo has been specializing in this setting for over three decades. Uh, so it's kind of like they're bringing Souls-like to that setting, right? Um, while the Three Kingdoms period is iconic for Koei Tecmo, Team Ninja itself has never tackled it before. By merging Team Ninja's action with Koei Tecmo's most popular setting, you could say that Wolong shares DNA from both sides. But Koei Tecmo has actually never made a dark fantasy version of the Three Kingdoms setting. Um, it's been over a year since they started... Uh, was, hold on, who's this? Uh, okay. Yamagiwa published two From Software titles, Bloodborne and Darasin when he was a producer at Sony's Japan studio before he left in 2021. His move to Team Ninja was announced last October. He didn't leave. Jim closed down the that studio. That studio, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, that studio was shut down, wasn't it? And yeah, Wolong that was, that was will, a Jim cut right there. Will be his first production at the studio. So this is his first game there, and he was a producer on Bloodborne, right? Uh, it's been over a year since he started working there. Team Ninja is a studio that's extremely dedicated towards action. It's a team that is focused on making games that feel good to play. Uh, Yamagiwa said about the studio he is now part of, the start of Wolong's development dates back to 2019. So that's kind of when it was originally started, about two years before he joined the team. At the time, they were looking for a setting that could work for a Neo sequel. We had already made plenty of games based on Japan's Sengoku period, so he wanted a new setting. That's when he came up with the idea to make a game set in China's Three Kingdoms period. The years following the fall of the Han Dynasty is a setting that Koei Tecmo specializes in, and also one he's personally always been intrigued by. He's a fan of manga and anime based on that era. A game with this setting sounded like an interesting new challenge to take on. Um, When Yamagawa joined Team Ninja, Wolong's concept had already been conceived but luckily there was still room for discussion so he said when he was still at team ninja at the time uh well why i was still new at team ninja at the time i didn't hesitate to make myself heard at all it was even possible to give my opinion on the game's concepts so in that regard it was good timing um so it seems like it's going to have a lot of dna from his gameplay like uh feeling uh feelings and also like what he uh brings to those other games, right? It was being a Souls-like. Uh, to have Yamagawa's support for the inside of the project is really encouraging. We are developing Wolong based on our experience of making Neo. So while Yamagawa's involvement hasn't drastically changed the flow of development, Yamagawa is a very adept at communicating a concept to players, so that's definitely something we've raised our awareness on. For Neo 2... Okay, I'm reading too much. Um, okay, here we go. This is interesting, okay? So uh, producing... Uh, Bloodborne was a very important experience for him. Difficult games shouldn't be difficult just for the sake of it. I think it's really important that this difficulty exists for the purpose of delivering a sense of accomplishment to the players once they have overcome it. That's why he thinks that players should always be able to blame themselves when they die. The game has to be fair, and it's difficult 
uh, difficulties should never be unreasonable. In that regard, it works in my favor that I'm not very good at games myself. I'll always naturally be judging the fairness of games, he says. Um, so it is a Souls-like. It's going to be challenging but fair is what they're saying, right? Um, and it's a basically a dark uh, fantasy-style Souls-like based in China right um up my alley that's i am very extremely looking forward to this game yeah i am yeah i mean souls games uh, there's not not been a ton of them come to xbox day one especially not game pass right we got elden ring this past year right um but we didn't the xbox hasn't gotten bloodborne they didn't get neo you know they didn't get uh um demon souls right so uh this is did Dark we get Souls. Demon Dark Souls three? Yeah, Dark Souls, right? They had um, all we had all the Dark Souls on three sixty and yeah. uh, Xbox One, but it's been a while, right? I yeah. mean, Elden Ring is like really the only one you know that for a while. Uh, but this has ties back to like they talked about bringing feeling back of Ninja Gaiden a little bit as well, and it sounds yeah. like this is potentially going to be a big deal game that not a lot of people are discussing right now. I really feel like it has a chance to be pretty huge um and i feel like it isn't getting the attention it deserves because of the stage that it was announced on exactly Does that makes sense that is that oh, yeah. that is you just nailed it on the fucking head that is exactly why it has not gotten the 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 praise in the community that it should because it was debuted on the xbox showcase i guarantee it if it was showcased on playstation's state of play you de- well, damn well know they would be cheering from the fucking rafters saying all oh, this is a fucking win. Another bl- Bloodborne style game that's coming to PlayStation. Here we go. And, you know, for me, it I'm not a huge uh, like Dark Souls or a Soul-like game. I did like uh, Elden Ring. Um, so with this and this Wulong, it looks like Sek because I wanted to get Sekiro. I should have got Sekiro when it was I saw it on uh, sale, but it's like Sekiro, but it looks like it's more on the dark. Soul, what is it? Uh, Bloodborne style gaming. So mm-hmm. with uh, ninjas. <laughs> Um, I yeah, I think this is going to be. They also say it's going to be very action heavy. It's going to be much more okay. action based than than the other Souls games as well. So, I, what I'm what I'm picturing in my head, right, from this is like more action based Souls like, right, more fast paced, yeah. action heavy Souls like with like a lot of big combo type situations, like really fluid combat. Um, Did you talk about the pacing that they talked about, Mav, at all? No, bring that in, Pong okay. Soul. Let's go. Okay, so again, they said it's going to be a combination of Neo and Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Okay, and they said that at, at its slowest, it's going to be a little bit faster than Neo, but they said at its most frantic uh, places where you are in big battles, they said it is going to be Ninja Gaiden pacing. Oh, yeah. So right. that's on a different level. Mm-hmm. Right? Even if this turns out to be a game that I'm not interested in, even if it turns out to be too souls like, it's going to be dropping a game pass. I'm going to try it. No Which is minute, heavily right? different than Bloodborne. Right? Bloodborne is very is slow. Ha- yeah. Very slow. That's why I was given 
psycho looks when he said it was going to be more blood. <laughs> like I said, I was like, I've never played Bloodborne, but yeah, no, Bloodborne is very Bloodborne. methodical. It's like very. Mm. Because <laughs> the because the enemies are like that, right? So, yeah. they, and again, I know I'll have the Bloodborne freaks out there. I played Bloodborne multiple times trying to get through it, and I, that's when I was said that I'm done with Souls games until I tried, um, obviously, Elden Ring. So, but the point being is, I do think they're going to come because the because of the guys having two different styles coming together, and they're putting this in a brand new setting i think they are going to try to do something completely different here or at least give it a different feel like a hardcore hack and slash kind of thing or something yeah well that's ninja gaiden ninja gaiden is hardcore bro that's some of the hardest games you will play now again souls have brought in a whole different style but ninja gaiden for as fast paces like it's tough. It's it's not a joke. It's one of the hardest challenges out there, especially on the harder level. So I think they're going to try to bring that in, but make this feel like a faster paced Souls game, right? Not so methodical, yeah. not so heavy on parrying and that kind of stuff. It may be more dodging in this one than anything else um, and trying to get the advantage of getting behind the enemies. Again, this is all guess right now until we see it in action. But from what they're saying, I definitely think it's going to be on another level than even what we've seen in, in, in any of the Souls title souls like titles up to this point yeah i think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a resurgence for a kind of genre that's gone missing a little bit for me like where it's like ninja gaiden was souls before souls existed you know right. like, like, in a different way it's right. a old ninja like gaiden <laughs> sigma and ninja gaiden black were more those style games but those also were i think were only released were released on playstation and then eventually brought to xbox well, the, when, the first ninja gaiden like on xbox was very soulsy like it was yeah i mean you but have your the, checkpoint you die you lose shit you go back to there you could like move forward it's just like all the old style yeah. games were right like um but i'm talking about like ninja gaiden 2 playstation had ninja gaiden 2 sigma which was the very hard it was the harder difficulty that xbox didn't get they didn't get that version until years later. It was very weird. Yeah, I just remember Ninja Gaiden get... always being fucking hard. Like, I mean, it was it was yeah, always well, hard, but like it yeah. was Sigma was even harder. Right. I just get the feeling in this setting with what they're going for. I think we're going to have more mobs than we do in most Souls games. I think we're going to have bigger battles mm-hmm. than we do in most Souls games. Um, you know, that's the feeling that I get when they see the Three Kingdoms setting and the kind yeah. of the trailer showed off that where he's facing off bigger you know type there's armies fighting and, and i think you're going to be in the middle of all of that so i th- definitely think it's going to have a different feel than maybe what we've seen previously so which would be cool yeah again i never played neo so i don't know anybody out there who's played neo you could tell me that that that's the videos that i've watched of neo i saw you know more one-on-one combat maybe you know some extra enemies but if there's bigger battles than that then you know no, maybe that's it, you kind of you kind of go into an area clear it out move on to the next yeah. area you know what i mean I kind of keep advancing that way. That's why I'm thinking like maybe like a really hardcore like Devil May Cry or Bayonetta, something kind of like that where it's more action and like each like you have like arenas and you go into the arena, kill a bunch of dudes and you like walk through a hallway, have an arena, kill a bunch of dudes. But like hardcore like Dark Souls where it's you have to like time your attacks and stuff and you only have like so much HP, you can only get hit like once. Mm-hmm. Go 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 Poe, is it? That's your impression that Bloodborne is faster paced than the Souls games, huh? Interesting. I... I, again, I'm not a Souls guy, but I have played them. I've tried them. 
I've tried to play him. Let's put it that way. Maybe I just didn't get far enough, but Were I really overweight? thought blood. I, no, I was not over. I, maybe it's just my impression. I, again, if yeah. if I'm wrong, again, I'm not the Souls guy. So, but from my playthroughs that I tried, uh, Bloodborne I pl- seemed much more methodical. I played, than quite, Dark Souls, I played but, quite a bit of it, and it yeah. felt it felt slower to me. But all of those Souls games feel pretty damn slow, right? Like Elden Elden Ring feels pretty slow. You know, I think Demon Souls feels the slowest out of all of them. So maybe yeah. that's kind of where that comparison is. I think Dark Souls and Bloodborne for me feel roughly around the same. Okay. Um, I I just remember like being like, can we like can we get this moving on? You know, and then, then like part of it was like you know you get past this hard ass part, you know, finally, and then you then you die and shit. You got to do it all over again. You know what I mean? Like it, like I didn't. Like I, I respect Bloodborne. I think it was like a really well made, great game. It just didn't like click with me like it did with some people. Uh, but that's the same with Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Actually, I like Neo more than any of those other Souls games. I just, uh, I think I stopped playing like late in the game because something else came out and I didn't really care to go back to it too much. But like as far as Souls games go, that was my favorite one that I played. Like for a Souls like, um, and I don't remember why honestly. I, I couldn't tell you why I think is maybe just felt the combat more fluid, you know, but it felt more actiony maybe, you know, um, with the combos, the way that the, the slashes and sword games are going, it felt more like an action game. Um, but I, regardless, I, I think this is going to be a damn good thing. I think people are also writing it off because of that last team ninja game that came out. Um, that was a PlayStation exclusive, right? That was No strangers paradise. You talking about? Oh, was it, it was that Final there? Fantasy. Strangers? Okay, yes. that was a multiplayer. Yes, thing. yeah, but that was that was not this team. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was not this team. But yeah, Final Fantasy. What, what Strangers did Paradise that get? Was, what are the what reviews did oh, that get? Oh my, Strangers oh my Paradise. God. Uh, what does it have on? Is it a, on is it a three, a five, a meta? What is it? <laughs> oh my 30, God. 30 something. <laughs> it was an eight on PlayStation and uh, four on Xbox. <laughs> Jeez. I'm gonna look at Strangers Paradise on Meta. I see what it is. Um, this so that was published by Square as well, right? So, you yeah, know, yeah. like who knows how much of a budget they got and everything as well, right? Um, Whose fault was it that it bombed this time? That's the one that had one got down, dropped down to one uh, one active user on Steam at one point. Oh, <laughs> Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a seventy-five. Or 72. 72 on PlayStation. 72? 72? Wow. I did not think it would be that high. Really? 66 on Xbox One. <laughs> uh, it's not rated for PlayStation 4. And okay. PC is 65. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this looks better than Babylon's Fall, though, right? Isn't Babylon's Fall yeah. the other game that came out that was kind of similar around the same time? Um, yeah. And I, and I thought, I thought Babylon's Fall would be the better one, actually. Um, what did Babylon's Fall get? I, I, how come I can't even find these games? Like, oh my god, <laughs> Babylon's Fall doesn't even have any fucking reviews, bro. Like, is it even out is yet? It not out yet? No, I don't think it's out yet. Okay. That's the one that keeps looking better and better every time I've seen it. So I have hopes for it. But who's making Babylon that? Fall? Platinum. Wait, what's that? I thought that was the Platinum game, wasn't it's it? Platinum. Yeah, that's. I thought that had the one came out in February. Oh yeah, twenty twenty five or twenty twenty. 
too. Was Babylon's Fall the one that got down to one concurrent player? I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Am but, I confusing it too? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, they, okay. I got a forty-one on Metacritic. Yeah. Right? Okay. That's okay. So I had those two confused. Okay. Right. Apologies. Well, yeah, there was yeah, yeah, only yeah. one review on the PS4, um, yeah. and that's from <laughs> IGN Adria. Adria. Uh, yeah. They gave it a okay. 40. That must be the one player that was left on on there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Babylon's Fall. That's right. Yeah. That that oh, was the it. one because I said that's that's the next Square game coming to Game Pass at some point. <laughs> so that no, this one's platinum. But was it published by Square? Yeah, oh, it was published by Square. Yeah. Why would the hell? Yeah, would yeah, it, yeah, why yeah. the fuck would Square yeah. publish two of these games like releasing around the same time? <laughs> right. I remember we saw that at the. Why does showcase, Square do anything? You know? Why does Square do anything? <laughs> so They're like, good luck, everybody. <laughs> well, so this is even Have if the it. B team, Team Ninja, is still better than this yeah. shit show that Square yeah. put out with Babylon's Fall, right? Like, yeah. so B, they there was like a seventy-two. That's not that's not a bad game. Actually, seeing that, I'm like, hey, See, maybe they're going to go check out uh, the Final yeah. Fantasy game. I don't know. Maybe. See you then. What's just happened? See you then, man. See you tomorrow morning. Later, bro. Um. Bye. Well. Any any guys anything else that just like you gotta mention before we get out of here about the Xbox Bethesda uh, shows and and showings that we that we got? No, eh, nah, yeah, we'll get out of right out of here. I think it's time to play some <laughs> games, man. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to play some games. Everybody in the chat, you guys have been absolutely amazing tonight. Uh, as always, uh, appreciate all of you being here. Uh, we got sixty six people here right now. Um, and we are going to be it's good. flush says 72 my ass. <laughs> We're gonna begin out here. I appreciate anybody hit the like button, you know. Uh it helps us grow, you know, share share out the uh podcast, pe- people watch it after the fact, uh subscribe to the channel, notification bell, all that good stuff helps us immensely. So thank you so much. And all, all the support over the last couple weeks for everybody just hanging out for all of this coverage and stuff has been absolutely insane we're going more into a regular mode now you know going to be more game streams and the, the regular shows that we have you know with fsp and fun pop and PM the pm and xbox ultimate um it's going to be uh fun to see what kind of other news happens this year and uh what other games may come to game pass i think that's kind of more kind of announcements i'm expecting for the rest of the year right um but again chat you're amazing and we'll get everybody here jasper where can everybody find you, sir? Yeah. Uh, you can First go in on the tart. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lord Jasper on Twitter. Lord Master Jasper on YouTube. Um, FSP is Monday at 10 o'clock on the Fun Speculation channel. Wednesdays at 10 o'clock is Fun Pop. We talk about Marvel, comics, all that fun stuff, Star Wars. And then it's Xbox Ultimate over here again, Friday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern. And that's about it. Yeah, bro. Uh, Fuzzy Belvedere, what about you, man? Oh, I just want to say it was awesome being on here with you guys and everybody in the chat interacting and everything and, and you know, being civil. <laughs> so, But uh, for anybody that wants to hear my ramblings on gaming, just follow me on Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Uh, see you guys t- uh, tomorrow night on the shop podcast with Pong and PTK Blam at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Monday on FSP at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Mav uh psychonauts lore master jasper and three bit and then on uh friday mornings at 10 a.m with uh breakfast with boom I, this is so much fun seeing uh, all these games coming over the next 12 months and man I'm, I'm i'm ready for it yeah man uh thanks again always dude and if you guys want to see fuzzy's face 
check out his Twitter feed. You might see <laughs> you might see a fuzzy Belvedere showing up. Uh, thanks to Vic Wait, the Click. Phil Spencer. He is. He just doesn't yeah, tell us no. yet. Um, <laughs> shout out to Vic the Click. Hit us with a five dollars super chat, bro. Appreciate you as always, man. Uh, always rocking the positive energy and vibes out there, dude. He says amazing episode as always. But I'm sending all my love to the Queen Lupa. And sending love to Caitlin. This episode was a sausage fest. Yeah, we we, we <laughs> did it. This was a little bit right, like missing some of the lady energy here. Like uh, Lupa uh, again. You know, uh, we talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, sending vibes your way. If uh, I hope to see you back soon, as soon as possible. But she's gonna take some time to have her procedure and then hopefully have a good recovery after that. Right. Uh, that's what we're all hoping for. All right. Encyclopedia of gaming dating back to the very first souls game ever created the old likes, uh, pong soul <laughs> himself. Who's and it's his name. I think pong right? is hard. <laughs> pong, Pong's a little hard, right? Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, we got about go the game. There. We're talking about the game. Uh, oh, Vic no, the Click just game. sends a, su- a super chat about Sausage Fest, and then you go there? Really? Yeah. Come on. I, was, I mean, I was talking about uh, Souls Likes and, and Pong, you know, like a very, very similar uh, genre, I what? think, right? What? What? Okay, I'm going to take over now. <laughs> yeah. Mav has lost it at this point, so let's go. What? All right, everybody. Hey, listen, uh, great episode coming off of Gamers Christmas Week. Uh, I will shout out one game that everybody – uh, has forgotten about from that showcase that you should go watch uh, the trailer for is Araband Shadow Legacy. Go check that game out. Me and Steel are all over that game. It reminds us a lot of another game, uh, Aragami, which uh, there are two Aragamis out now, but this is from a totally different developer, but legit kind of like Callisto Protocol ripping, or not ripping off because of the original creators, but copying <laughs> Dead Space or bringing back Dead Space in a different form. This is bringing back Aragami in a different form, but man, does that game look good. So go check out Araband Shadow Legacy. Uh, the video's on it. It's one not to miss. Um, listen, this has been a great show. Uh, again, coming off of Gamers Christmas, I can't believe how much we've talked. I've seen all of you more than I've seen my wife, my dogs. This is absolutely amazing. Uh, this is the best time of the year, and I'm having a great time in chat. Again, I'm sorry I couldn't in- interact with you tonight, technical difficulties, but I am here. I've seen all of you. You guys are all beautiful. You're all amazing. I love you all. Nothing but respect for coming out and supporting all these shows, which has been absolutely insane, especially on Fun Speculation Channel. He's just an absolute madman streaming everything he possibly could. So um, shout out to all of you for supporting us again. We're nothing without you. You hear it all the time, but it is the absolute honest to God truth. And again, just love being a part of this community with all these passionate gamers out. So thank you all for being here tonight. Brothers, appreciate you all. Caitlin, I know you had other things to do tonight that were much more important hanging out with the Sausage Fest, but we love you. So thank you for uh, being in chat and uh, always doing all the graphics and bringing your loveliness to this channel. Uh, appreciate you, uh, sis, my Gemini twin out there. So uh, anyways, as Mav started the show, I do want to, and again, he just talked about because Victor yeah, clicked Super Mav's Chat. But it went down. It, it's bad. It's, 
Oh, is it? Oh, okay. It's back again. So, uh, again, everybody, if you can take a moment, uh, out of your days going forward and just think about Lupa and send the positive energy. Um, it does help in these situations, whether you believe it or not, whatever you believe in, whether it's thoughts, prayers, energy, whatever the case may be, send them Lupa's way. Okay. Just for a moment each day going, if you don't believe it works, but we got living proof. He was in the chat tonight. Spooky's problems in a terrible situation. We did this exact same thing with the community and asked everybody to think about him. Uh, and he he got he pulled through. So please continue to do that for Lupa because we want her back. Um, and we just want her healthy again, real life. Whether she ever can come back and podcast again, that's besides the point. We just want Lupa around because she is a bright light in this world when we need more bright lights. She's just an amazing human being. So please continue to keep Lupa in the in your head, okay? However you do it, just do it, please. Uh, she's just so incredible. Uh, we want to get her healthy again. So that's a big thing going forward. But look, you guys can find me, uh, Pongsol on Xbox, Pongsol on Twitter. Tomorrow morning, living split screen. Steel has not had the airtime that most of us on the channel have had. He's going to have a lot to say, a lot to talk about. We're going to talk community stuff. We're obviously going to talk Gamers Christmas tomorrow. We're going to talk about media. We're probably going to have some rants tomorrow morning. Three plus hours. Buckle up. Living split screen. Split screen's all one word. That's right. We're going to get your morning started. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. UK time, BST time, whatever the heck it is. Be there. Tell a friend. Bring a friend. We're on Mission 1K. Season 2 is in full swing over there. So be there tomorrow morning. And then tomorrow night, just like Fuzzy said, the Shop Podcast, PTK Blam's channel. It's going to be Fuzzy. It's going to be PTK. It's going to be myself. And we got the Aussie. Risk it. For the biscuit is going to be in the house tomorrow night as well over there. So please jump on in the shop podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Bring your questions. If we got free time at the end, uh, PTK allows you to ask questions. We'll answer them. We're going to have a great time tomorrow night as well. And then, of course, Tuesday's Xbox Factor. I probably won't be there this week. I've got to be at work, but it's, you know, Mr. Boomstick, Double Barrel Gaming. It is the channel. It is the place to be. You already know how it goes down over there. All good things green, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time, every Tuesday, Mav, Archimedes, DJ, we got N64 Josh over there. So please jump in the Xbox Factor every Tuesday and Thursday night. Matt and I will be back PM and PM with a great show. Last night, go check it out. We talked a lot of Starfield. Uh, we broke down a lot of winners and losers from this past week. It was a great time. It flew by. Mav, Mav was on a time last week and it kept talking for another two hours, but we had a great time over there. Just go check it out. It's a great, great night to be there on Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. Otherwise, it is the golden age of gaming people. It's a fact. Okay, you can't do it on yourself. You won't be wrong right now. Okay, it's the golden age. So get out there, play what you love, love what you play. Have a great, fantastic, awesome, amazing weekend. And I'll be talking to you all real soon. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we're still having a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, are we okay yeah it's like in and out it's like last year's events happening all over again i'm just gonna say that um we'll see hopefully that's not the oh. case okay um no. psycho uh where can people find you yeah. bro if you can hear me thanks chat for coming out you guys are amazing i can hear you okay cool. uh thanks for everyone coming out and um we will see you on the flip side you can find me everywhere 
Psychonauts 8 on social media. You can find me Mondays every once in a while. Yes, you can find me Wednesdays on Fun Pop at 10 o'clock. And always every Friday, we do Xbox Ultimate with the amazing group that we have. Please, again, keep Lupa in your thoughts. And she's part of this community. And, um, you know, we need her run. So thank you, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thoughts for Lupa. Um, can't wait for her to be back. Everybody sent thoughts her way. Uh, much appreciated to everybody being here. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your night and weekend. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Later.